welcome to the Bayesian Conspiracy. I'm Inyash Brodsky. I'm Stephen Zuber. And today we have a guest. Hey, I'm Naveen Mishra, back again. Welcome hey, back. And this is an episode that I have personally been wanting to do for a while, but also really dreading doing for a while because I get the feeling people are just going to think I'm an asshole. And, and I don't know. I, I've really, I, I got a lot of qualms about this one, but it is, <clears throat> it is a personal gripe of mine, which I have always had some feelings about and then have had more stronger feelings about it recently. So instead of beating around the bush, I'll just get to it. Also, please excuse if my throat gets a little hoarse today. I am just getting over a cold. <clears throat> I feel great now, except for um, there's still some phlegm in my throat. Uh, so I guess apologies ahead in advance to Kyle for all the work you'll be doing <laughs> removing my... <laughs> <laughs> The thing we are talking about today is marriage and why it is a stupid, horrible, terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> open-minded. Everybody's open-minded. Yes. Um, so, really quick, can I put my spin on the title? Please do. On why Inyash thinks it's that. Yes. And why I'm not sure what uh, Naveen's position is. And I'm sort of uh, up in the air, so this will be fun. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're not, we're not all uniting here against marriage yet, I don't think. No, in, in fact, specifically the reason Avim's here is because I put out a call saying, hey, is there anyone in the area who like thinks marriage is pretty cool and would like to be the counterpoint to me on this because I don't want it just to be like a tirade, you know? And uh, he said, yeah, sure, me. And I was like, okay, cool. We got someone. Hopefully, hopefully this will be good. Uh, my two main objections to marriage are that it is a contract with huge ramifications, which no one is told about. And that it is, in addition to this, a contract which is unconscionable for most people in most cases, and yet no one knows this. The first part being the um, no one knows what marriage is. Marriage is basically a financial contract, at least in the U.S., and in you don't know that. I certainly didn't know that. I was told, as was everyone from the beginning of our lives when we were reading King Arthur Legends or watching Disney or whatever the fuck we were doing uh, that had love stories in it, that marriage is what you do when you are in love. It means that you love the other person, you are committed to spending the rest of your lives together, and so we're going to go through this holy ceremony, and, you know, holy or not, depending on your religious beliefs, but whatever. But it is the thing that people in love do. It is how you show you are in love. Or in the words of Eugene Merman, who's an ordained minister, and on his Netflix special, <laughs> uh, Vegan Goes to the Complain Store, he uh, marries two people on stage, and he's like, so, I'm not sure, state to state, there's like an 80% chance this is valid, so heads up. <laughs> um, he says, it's an agreement that says, I love you so much that I promise to do lots of paperwork if I ever stopped loving you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I wish it was just that. <laughs> but then you, um, you go, and in many states, you can simply walk down to the DMV or a local government office, sign a single sheet of paper, and you're married. Wait, at the DMV? It depends on the DMV, but I have literally gotten married at a DMV before. Right on. Yeah. Um, it was it was a more like full service DMV. It wasn't like your little local subchapter. It was the main one for the county. But yes, cool. Yeah, and you, I, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have my marriage certificate here in front of me, so I can't actually read it off. But it's basically a single piece of paper that says "shit all" on it. And I know Stephen, you have signed a contract for leasing an apartment. To sign a one-year apartment contract lease, that is like what at least six, seven pages of dense text. Yeah, and they kind of have to walk you through it. To, to, you know, to see, 
Yes, there are they have legal... you they have you initial on at least each page usually to make sure that you've been exposed to it. Yes, yeah. there are legal ramifications for lying to someone and to get them to sign a bad contract. They they have to spell out the things that they're selling you, and you don't have to read it if you don't want to, but at least has to be there. And uh, the the marriage license that you get doesn't say shit on it. It's certainly I went through a lot more paperwork signing up for an apartment than I ever did for getting married. Tons of paperwork for buying a house, which is again arguably a much smaller financial commitment than getting married to someone is. And yet you don't know what you're signing, and that is a huge issue and a giant red flag in my opinion, because what you're signing is actually really fucked up. Um, which is going to get me into the the bigger problem that I have being that, that the marriage contract is basically unconscionable for reasonable adults nowadays. What the marriage contract does is eliminate legally a large part of your uh, personhood. You you are no longer a single person in in a financial sense. You are one mashed up entity known as the marriage. So if if you had property from before the marriage, after you get married, it is not your property anymore. It is the marriage's property. And you can actually sign some um, really good prenups to prevent this from being the case. But if you don't hire a lawyer and get a good prenup, this will be the case. And even if you do get a good prenup, it can still be challenged in court and drawn on for months and so forth. But... Any property is now property of the marriage, and anything that increases in value over time is, is that increase in value belongs to both people. So, for example, let's say that uh, you had some stocks, or in the much more likely case of one of us, uh, some Bitcoin that I don't know. A few years ago, you put down a hundred dollars on Bitcoin, never looked at it again because you know you don't like to check Facebook. I don't know. No one, no one, but it, it doesn't matter. You got some Bitcoin, you get married, any increase in the value of that Bitcoin, you got to sock away half of it to give to your partner because they own half of it. Quick uh, two things. One, we can table for later if we need to, but when you say you have to set it aside, mm -hmm. could, can you expand on what that means? Um, that means as long as you die together, you don't have to set it aside because they'll inherit it. But if you were to ever split up in any meaningful way, uh, you have to calculate how much every asset increased while you were together and pay the other part party for the amount, half the uh, increase. This is particularly frustrating if you have some property that is not well developed and spend a lot of effort and money into developing it. And then your partner gets half of that, even if you know they weren't involved. Because it wasn't yours. There is no such thing as your property anymore. There is only the marriage's property. So well, I think once, just one more pushback on have to. You mean in the in the circumstance where marriage doesn't end either in someone's death or in unamicable terms, mm -hmm. right? So like if there's a peaceful dissolution. Oh yeah, you can voluntarily give up the rights to the other to to any property you want. Okay. You can the other person can say no no, you keep your bitcoin, I will not force you to pay me half of what it's worth, but you know, they legally have the right to do so if they want to. Okay. Another thing I wanted to ask about was um prenups. Mm -hmm. Cuz I have a coworker who just actually finalized his divorce. He was half he was half a day late for his first day at work because he was at the courthouse finalizing the divorce, okay. which is kind of like a great way to turn over a new ch you know chapter in life, you know, new job and, you know, finally got over all this two-year uh divorce in the same day. Yeah. He was talking about how, and I don't know him very well, I don't know a lot of the details, but he, has, he had said something along the lines of the 
you know, I, I think I mentioned prenups and he's like, oh yeah, beware. Those things don't count for shit. Yeah. Um, so they, my impression was they always, count a little bit. Can you, are we, are you planning to, on getting into that later or do you want to dive I mean, into it now? We can get into it later. The, the courts consider them, but how much it's considered depends on, uh, your state and your judge for, for that matter. Um, it's, it's, they're dicey. They can help a little bit. That's weird. I guess I'm not, I don't know what the text of a pre, of a prenup looks like, but couldn't it just be like this, you know, we, this, the below signers both agree mm-hmm. that this property belongs to this person and this property belongs to this person. And it can be a, you know, a, a set of list, a list of properties, or mm-hmm. it can just be, you know, major thing each or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they both sign. How is that not good enough? Uh, it's going to go to, if the other person wants to take you to court, they can still take you to court and challenge it. And you're going to how could spend... they challenge it when they signed it? Because the marriage contract is that big of a deal that it uh, the prenups can be challenged just based on the fact that you were married. And then you spend thousands of dollars defending the prenup. Thousands That's, if you're really lucky. Probably tens of thousands. Maybe this, maybe I'll be enlightened over the course of the conversation. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm just curious. Like, it seems to me it's like, this is what it says, man. Any Look, contract yeah. can it, be challenged. Yes. Yeah, but, but like, Not just a marriage how, contract. No, I know. But like... I mean, it seems like if it's pretty cut and dry, like, you know, I can't pay a hundred bucks less on my rent every month. Why not? They, well, if I, did, if I did, if I, well, I, let me finish. I, I think, uh, I haven't tried cause I don't want to get kicked out. I feel like <laughs> I signed something that said I'd pay this amount. And if I stopped paying that amount, they'd say, look, you're not holding up to your end. I could take them to court, I guess, and say, I felt like I didn't feel like paying that much anymore. So I didn't, right. would I have, how would I have any chance of winning? You depends on the circumstance, right? If, yeah. if, if the, if your apartment changed in any way. If the gas lines became electric or anything, or if they changed the goddamn paint, you can say this is not the same thing that I signed for. Those things have happened. Not necessarily all of those things, but right, minor things on, that I can make a case for. Right, right, right. Depends and, on who has a bigger pockets and what well, they kind do. of effort do you want to go. <laughs> so there you go. Right. Okay. And make a case for is, again, subjective. Sometimes the judge will throw it out. He'll be like, they changed the paint yeah. from mauve to beige. Yeah. Fuck you. Get out of here. Exactly. And then you're at the lawyer's fees. Plus, you know, maybe they'll, they'll charge you with paying for the other side for it being a frivolous suit. But, you know, on the other hand, if it is a, like a major big deal, like before you moved in, there was no fire and now there is a fire or, or something along yeah, those lines. Or you lines. discover asbestos, something yes, in there. Yes, right. You discover Great. asbestos. Then then that then that uh, can actually be something that they, they will look into in court and you spend a lot of time haggling yeah. about. Okay. So in, I guess my, this is a revelation for me. Contracts aren't like the legal unbreakable vows that I thought no, they were. No, no, no. They're just like, Everything's we kind of both agree to do this. Negotiable. Okay, we kind of both agree to do this as long as neither of us start bitching about it and then we'll come back, you know, if we want to fight it, we can. That's right. what this says? Yes. Okay. And and then, you know, eventually at some point, a judge will rule, no, this contract was fine and you have to follow the, the, the rules of the contract or face jail time or they'll be like eh, we're just adjusting it to this little way or you know this contract is bullshit it's worth being thrown out entirely whole range of things that they can do but uh it's gonna cost you effort and money to fight and that's why most people just like to stick with the terms of the contract and you know once it is in the contract it is much easier for someone to to fight those sort of things it's like look it's in the contract they have the the presumption of the law is on their side. Yes. With uh, the difference being that the presumption of the law is always on the side of the marriage contract if you're married as opposed to the prenup. Gotcha. And again, the prenup can help a bit, but uh, it, it would definitely help more 
uh, with property that you already owned before. Like if you owned a house and you signed a prenup saying this house remains my property, no increase goes to the other person, and you never lived in that house together, then that prenup would likely uh, hold. But again, you'd have to spend money defending it, and it might not. I know the one thing that you don't even have to bother putting in a prenup ever is any clause with children. Because the courts just throw, throw it right out. They're like, the raising of a child is strong enough state interest that whatever the fuck you sign doesn't matter. We're deciding for you. Because apparently the state knows best about things. <laughs> but yeah, you, you don't have to bother at all with things like child support or, or custody. Because the court will be like, uh, your piece of paper is very funny to us. Here's the actual child support and actual custody stuff that's going to happen. All right. I want you to continue with your uh, your set that you wanted to do with this, but I want to bring one one more thing up to discuss later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm bringing it up now so I don't forget, and that's the idea of of like common law marriage. Say if you're living together with a partner for ten years, and you're like, you know, we're never going to get on paper married, but let's live together. Let's you know share our mortgage, whatever. Um, the state can then consider you common law. Yes, uh, I want to touch on that whole thing mm. later. Okay, okay, alrighty. Um, so yeah, the 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 past property is the one that's easiest to have prenups address because like you said they are they are pretty good at that again challengeable and it's going to cost you money to defend it but the prenups help with that quite a bit it's still fucking infuriating that most people don't know this and they don't tell you by the way you should put down in writing all your assets before you got married and who owns what because unless you do the marriage owns it now uh that is that is it, again it's a it's the matter of the no one knowing what's in the contract that is a huge part of my issue with it but uh the s- second part of it is, so it, it's a claim on past resources that you had once you get married it's also a claim on your present resources going through the marriage and this is the part almost everyone is familiar with that whatever money we make we split it between us right which is true and since most people who know about this when they sign up for marriage are okay with it i have less of a problem with that but it's still an issue if you want to keep your assets separate uh if you if you both have jobs and you keep separate bank accounts and keep all your finances separate it doesn't matter the courts don't care that is all of that is income and assets of the marriage not of you you are not a person anymore uh so if Say, for example, someone, your partner's car breaks down and you uh, lend them some money to fix it up. They, they, you'd never lent them that money. The marriage spent that money and that's it. Uh, there, there is no lending money to each other. Uh, there is, there is um, wor- worse than this, in, in my opinion, is the fact that it disincentivizes being nice by a lot. Like if your friend's car breaks down and you lend them some money to break, to fix their car, you just did a nice thing to them. If you let them stay with you for a while, you've because I don't know, they lost their place or whatever, you have helped them and that is nice of you. If you if you make more than your friend, let's say you make twice as much as your friend does, and so whenever you go out, you pick up the tab. You're like, I'll get dinner, it's no big deal. These are all nice things to do. And if you do that in a marriage, then all that, it becomes treated as uh, the lifestyle and you have to keep doing that forever. Like you, you better get used to really doing those nice things because you're going to keep doing them for a long fucking time. Uh, the, the worst case scenario is if your partner loses their job and you say, you know what? 
go ahead, pursue your dreams. I will, I will help pay all your cost of living. I will even help finance this dream thing of yours a bit. And your marriage dissolves after a few years while they're still doing this. The courts say, huh, basically you've been paying for all their living expenses. They had no income and this is the way things are. So you got to keep doing that. And, <laughs> and if you were doing that with a friend, there's, there's no court in the world that would be like, well, you've been letting this person crash in your spare bedroom for two years. You got to let them keep crashing there for another year and a half, bro. <laughs> you've been paying for their dinners. You better keep paying for their dinners. There's it, it's, it's, it makes the, the best thing you can do in that situation is to say to your partner, no, I don't care what your dreams are. I don't care if you're miserable working for the man, go out there, get another job and it better be paying about as much as your job was paying before because otherwise you have put me in a financial crisis. The, the, the fact that you have this legal hold over me as long as you are not making as much as you were when we, were, when we got married. I mean, if your income increases, theirs better start increasing too uh, because otherwise you are subsidizing their lifestyle and you're going to keep doing that for a long time afterwards. And like you said, none of this is necessarily um, a thing that has to happen. The other person can say, you know what? We thank you for for helping me out or whatever. I'm not going to go after you for uh, all this uh, money, but they can. They have the option to do that. And that is that is the only thing that the marriage contract brought into your relationship. Like everything else that you had with your relationship, the love, the helping each other, the sharing uh, living space, the sharing expenses you can do without marriage. The only thing the marriage contract brought in was the obligation that afterwards uh, you're going to keep doing that once you don't want to anymore. Um, two quick things. I guess three things and I'll do them quickly. One, was that both prongs of your fork that you're stabbing marriage with? The fact that it disincentivizes niceness and mm -hmm. that it's a, it turns you into a part of a marriage rather than a person? Yes. Okay, so that's I wanted to make sure you got all that out. And then... Um, Hold on. What was the last thing that you said? Uh, on the tip of my tongue. Um, that uh, the marriage doesn't provide... Yes. The, the marriage doesn't really provide anything to your relationship except the ability for one person to defect against the other one at the end. So I think the comeback to that would be from the layperson would mm -hmm. be, no, it brings in all these like tax benefits and like deathbed rights, everything that, you know, people are arguing for to, uh, you know, in the case of... in the all the stuff that I heard on the news making cases for gay marriage being legalized. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's some reason that they wanted that other than wanting to be able to fuck each other. Uh, well, <laughs> other than wanting to be able to fuck each other legally later, right? Right. Um, and so then the third thing was Naveen, counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for end rant. <laughs> end rant. There we go. <laughs> I will have more to say no, later. No, no, but I'm yeah, sure that's the, that's the That's the meat of it. I'm sure you will. But I think we make two giant jumps that we shouldn't make and let's clarify that okay the fact that people are ignorant of contract law is true regardless of marriage right i i don't remember whether this was boston legal or silicon valley where people enter form an llc and they go to the lawyer when things go sour and he's like you basically got married to that guy <laughs> right because that's what yeah. it is when you say there's an entity called the marriage that's what i most of my friends, when they, when we have these discussions, I say, imagine you form an LLC with a friend mm -hmm. and then act according to that, mm -hmm. right? That way, if you change the mental model to that, 
everybody's fine. Oh yeah, it's the LLC. Oh yeah, we work together. All of that changes. Right. People so, don't have that mental model, unfortunately. Right. So how is that the fault of marriage? The fact that people aren't educated in contract law, tort law, is not the fault that of the, such a thing as marriage existing. Okay. The no. The the fault of marriage is that all of society whoa, is whoa, whoa, geared whoa, whoa, in whoa. a way to hide this from people and to. Uh, encourage them and push them into this sort of wait, 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 contract wait. that they no, have no, no, no idea no, what's no, in no, it. No, 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 no. Well, let's push back on this. Okay. The fact that society pushes you to get married has a multitude of reasons that are outside the scope of this conversation. Yes, yes. Right? Humans pair bond and we need all like a sustained relationship and all of this good stuff. We as, uh, let's, let's even uh, restrict this argument to the current state, the current timeline in the USA mm-hmm. have have instantiated a legal version of this union in this way. That is what I have the problem with. Like, oh, then great. I don't care. Oh, God damn it. I am totally fine with any other sort of marriage. Like people just getting together and saying whoa, 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 vows whoa, whoa, whoa. in their wait, wait, wait. church. No, no, no. But wait, wait, wait. It's, we are, we are in this timeline in this planet or mm-hmm. uh, in this country. Mm-hmm. So we have, as you said, uh, Stephen, w- when we get married, we are telling the state that we ask you to give us less taxes because we say that we will consume together. So that's a less resource consumption we can do this way, right? We ask you to do these all things. So it is on their their ownership protection to say you will also keep doing this as long as the other parties. Yeah, no, ha- don't, don't involve the state. I think you you can get like married in whatever ceremonial way you want. Don't involve the state. Is would be my saying, and unless so you've really thing. looked into the contract, right? That's yeah. a different thing. Well, it yes and no. I mean, yes, it's a different thing technically, but no, almost no one knows that or treats it as a different <laughs> thing. And that, <laughs> that is people what people are ignorant is not my argument. But okay? well, but I am here to help people no, no, be no, less no, ignorant. No, no, no. Maybe how many people read the Apple end user license agreement? Hold on, let me let me just. The Apple end user license agreement can't fuck you nearly as hard as a marriage can. But the uh, the disanalogy I think between the LLC and the marriage model is that you can't enter into a business without being presented with the contract. Yes. Whereas you can't enter into a marriage without seeing the contract. Yeah. You you and do see the contract. You the, see the you see the page that says you're married yeah, now. But, but that's you can not, form an LLC in a single page. Yes, but an LLC will say in it, you know, this is the revenue streams. This is how it's split up. This is the assets of the LLC going in. It contains the terms of the of the LLC, not just like saying congratulations, you're a business, and right. all the terms are never shown to the, all the so business partners. So, if the issue right? is the introductory statement is not broad enough or is not defined in e- or in any terms detail, whatsoever, <laughs> enough detail, that's a great point. Let's have that argument. Yeah, but I'm not saying. But that's completely different to saying don't let the state in because let's say you don't let the state in and there's an issue and people want to separate. How do you split assets? How do you, who is the arbiter? Right. These are the conditions of the arbiter that we have. Mm-hmm. So. And, and they're really shitty. And, oh yeah. They yeah. are shitty because of, of the reasons that we agreed, well not agreed, but are outside the scope because we'd have to get into uh, the morality of keeping people together. We'd have to get into why it's good to pair bond. Why we'd, we'd have to get into the entire history of women exactly. basically being unable to unable own to property exactly. or have income of their own exactly. up until just a few decades ago. Right. Yeah. That that was, I mean, I absolutely understand why this was a thing back in the day, but it does not need to be a thing anymore because 
Now it's just a way to ruin relationships. No, wait, wait, wait. That mm. it that it can ruin relationships doesn't mean that it, it is the only thing. <laughs> no, there are many things that there can ruin go. relationships. There you go, yes. right? Or that's the no, no, no. The point that you said about oh, the only thing the marriage contract brings to a relationship is the fact that I am incentivized to be less nice. Yes. No, I'm not. Okay. Because we are because now that you are enlightened and you're looking at it through the mo- mental model of an LLC, you're saying all of my expenses don't accrue to me, mm-hmm. but yet you, I have to socialize within this LLC all of my profits. Mm-hmm. And if the business ever goes under, you've got to keep your business partner's lights on for the rest of the rest of. No, if the business goes under, the issue is the other business partner has incurred a loss forever for the duration of this business. So have you. That's not how the arbiter sees it. Well, so I think that's the that's probably how Inyash sees it, though. Right. Yeah. No, but Inyash's case is let, wait, 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 let's not put Inyash under the bus, <laughs> but let's do uh, well, median here to, income. Easier to crawl up from under the bus if, if right. we do it wrong. So. Right, right, right. Let's do median income in the U.S. male female. Let's do median earning power male female. So all of these social statistics play into this. Mm-hmm. So courts, whatever arbiter that we go to, are incentivized for loss prevention. Right, they're not there to say this was fair then, this is fair now. Minus the difference, let's split it that way. No, they're saying I don't want to get more shit on me, so <laughs> we will do loss prevention and we will have it be as morally acceptable to us, which again follows all this. Can you can you clarify what you mean by loss prevention at this? I point? don't want the lady to sue me five years down the line saying I lost all hope. I got into drugs because I had zero earning power. That's oh. more work on the state. Oh, oh, I see. You know what I mean? So let's think of, uh, what's the guy's name? Kevin Federline, Britney Spears' baby daddy. Yeah. So it's it, it the, it's not a male-female thing. It's just right. a difference in power, right? Yes, yes. So that's the point. The state is working to cover their ass, saying whoever has the le- least power, again, shouldn't come to me and do the same argument, do the same dance five years down the line. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, you keep, you take care of them because you already have. Mm-hmm. So unless you can prove that we're totally fucked, you also like both parties don't have any income stream and all of, all of that nonsense. So they're right. So you're incentivized not to care for people because the state says once you've prov- proven you can care for this person, you have to keep doing it because you entered into this contract. Yes, which people don't know is in the contract. Right. So wait, 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 wait. I think we're uh, we're talking past each other. Okay. I agree with you that. The contract has to be explained better. Yes. But that is never a reason not to get into the contract or to say that the contract is bad. If we use that same definition on any other contract, mm-hmm. we would get to we wouldn't go out of the house. You don't think that the contract itself is unconscionable? Unconscionable to whom? To uh, against unconscionable what in the way that it takes away your a lot of your individual personhood and only with respect to. Uh, asset utilization, right? So when you say there's another uh, interesting, I don't mean to interrupt, but no. the, speaking of taking away a personhood, becoming part of the marriage, uh, husband and wife, and or now partner and partner can't be compelled to testify against each other in court, yeah. right? Because you can't be compelled to testify yourself against yourself in court via the Fifth Amendment. Yeah. So no, no, but that I see where you're going, but I don't think that follows from that. I don't think it's self-incriminalization, and because you are a unit, therefore you cannot. Is that, I don't think is that, that, it's not the same. It's not the same. Is that an extension? I don't know if that's an extension. No, I don't believe it's literally an extension. Right. But okay. It is very it's similar. Fun, that sort of thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's similar from the uh, outcome point of view, but I don't think they made the law saying you cannot 
incriminate yourself when you get married there you're you're no longer yourself this is the, a unit so you cannot incriminate the unit i don't think that's how it went okay. down my bad that's, i didn't mean to derail yeah no that's not literally how it went down no right no what was i gonna say oh screw me Sorry. Uh, no, well, no, no, no. Uh, we, we were discussing whether it was uh, unconscionable because right, right. You, you are bamboozled in, well, bamboozled, because you take away uh, someone's personhood. Right. So that's where I want to disagree. You don't take away their personhood. You take away their claims to community assets, which I think what they're called, because it's an LLC. <laughs> but it's not literally an LLC. It's not literally. So why does it, like, it's, in, it's an LLC in everything but name. So why not call it an LLC? If, they, if that was a you proposition, what? great. If they called it an LLC, you. I might have less problems with it. There you go. They don't That's call it point. an LLC. So they call it a marriage, issue. and they say this is what you do when you're in love. And if you don't do wait, it, wait, you wait, don't wait, really wait. love the, the person. No, no, no. They're two different people. I, I'm sorry. All, only all of the society no, no, no. Yes, that we society, live in. Society, so uh-huh. human beings that I interact with, yes. tell me that this is a thing you should do if you're in love. Uh-huh. The state has nothing to do with telling you when you're in love or how you're in love or what you have to do in love. Yeah, yeah, State comes and says, you decided you want to do this. Mm-hmm. This is the only contract that we have to support this kind of adventure. Sign this piece of paper. It is unconscionable to tell people if you are in love, this is a thing that you do. And here's... Right, that is society's problem, not the arbiter or the court or the state's problem. Okay. Let's just define that. Oh, yeah, then great. Dude. Then- <laughs> sure. Uh, if you want to blame society rather than the government, fine. But the government made a shitty contract and society is telling people if they don't love each other. I mean, if they don't sign it, that they don't love each right, other. Right, but why are we... That, that's a ridiculous standard to hold yourself against. Society tells us to do ridiculous things. And to the person yeah, who well, thing, I, if it, I go ahead and kill somebody, my wife is not liable. No, no, no. But yeah, I know when we, when society was telling us to worship this God person and sacrifice however many hours of our lives and we said, this is a terrible idea and it's stupid. And here's the reasons why, right? We said it. Okay. I'm doing the same thing with marriage. They, 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 wait, wait, wait. You're, no, no, no. We, we said religion was bad, let's yes, say. Yes. Just to continue this argument. Okay. We figured, we agreed that religion was control 1.0. Okay. We figured that there are different forms of control that don't need whatever the baggage religion brings. So these are better forms. Okay. So we're going to those forms. The state didn't do jack shit. It was all. I sh- it was all response, right? I mean, the state has the also people. often get, gotten involved in religion. No, the U.S. is kind of unique in how much it tries, in theory, to separate theory, the two. In yeah, theory. in theory, but and still doesn't do a very good job of it. But um, yeah, when when we now, said, who's the mover is my point. Is society or is the is the knowledge the mover or is the state the mover? It's always knowledge. State's never the the prime mover. Okay. So to say, I I don't know whether I agree with you in that in all cases or not. But what I'm saying is religion is crappy for the same reason that marriage is crappy because a lot of people are pushed into it and there's no really good reason anymore to still have it around and yet it has all these ramifications that's where i disagree okay we we can both say religion is bad Mm -hmm. and in the same ways marriage is bad Mm -hmm. but when you say that's why it should not exist that that's where i disagree Okay, it, it's hard to say that religion should not exist, period. It, it serves Same a function for, for certain people. Yeah, but 
Uh, most atheists don't say religion should not exist at all. They say, as in, like, let's make it illegal wait, 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 and wait, throw wait. people in jail. Wait, for let's go into the humanity. Let's go into the moral. Okay, wait, wait. Well, when atheists it. say religion shouldn't exist, they don't mean religion should be made illegal and you should be punished for being religious. They say religion shouldn't exist because people should be enlightened enough to let go of this bullshit. I'm saying the same thing about marriage. I'm not saying that it should be illegal to get married, but rather that it is a bad concept and these are the reasons why and people should get rid of them voluntarily. Right, but the reasons you gave mm -hmm. are the instance of marriage according to this state or according yes. to this arbiter. Yes, because that's what marriage is in the society that I live in. I, I, I'm not going to go arguing against, I don't know, some funky worship Cthulhu cult out in the Pacific that I don't know anything about. No, no, no. Wait, wait. That's, so that's what I'm getting at. So we're, we're using the arguments against an instance of an object in mm -hmm. our particular surroundings to say the object itself or the upper class itself is somehow morally wrong. I am saying if pair bonding helps species, I'm saying if... Can you pair bond without marriage? Why not? Okay. Then what do you need the marriage for? No, but that's how we've been grown. I'm saying marriage is the contractual instantiation of a pair bond. Can you, you don't need necessarily a contract to instantiate a pair bond. You can have it without the contract. And if you do want a contract to be like, hey, you know what? I'll take care of you for however much long wait, it is. Wait, wait. Okay, then you ahead. can do that. You, sh you should write that down yourself. Like make an actual contract. Right. Okay. I think we're in agreement there. Okay. My point is, you cannot say we, we both agree pair bonding is better for the species. Mm, let's let's talk about that some other day. Okay, leave it. <laughs> no, but that's how we have to get into it, right? Because when you say unconscionable, unconscionable against what moral standard? Against the moral standard of people being their own individuals and having. But that's that argument. Subs that argument is a bigger argument than just marriage. That ar that argument is the anarcho. Yeah, yeah, the, the, there, there, is, blank argument. there is a sort of article of faith that uh, people have in inviolate right to their own bodies and their own, um, what is the term that Shelley always uses? Volition? I don't know. V volition, I guess. She, she is extremely strong on uh, nothing ever um, impinging on someone else's um, bodily Liberty. autonomy. Thank gotcha. you, there it is. The, 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 there, there, yeah. <laughs> there is an article of faith that bodily autonomy is extremely important, and some people don't think that is the case, but I do, and I think that marriage in large part violates that. Right. So? So I have a problem with that. That's fine. And you argue that other people who value those sorts of autonomies yeah, ought to disvalue marriage. That, yes, exactly. Yeah, that's so my you, point. So you don't value autonomy in that I'm way. I'm saying... In the stricted sense, maximizing for bodily autonomy is not possible in this system. So whenever that is possible, we have to... This is a tending well, to argument. certainly not possible in the system of marriage. Exactly. So whatever we have... We are... Law is just the instantiation of the morals of the time. So I cannot say this law is bad. Moral that, 50 years ago. But <laughs> sorry, go dude, on. Dude, whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah. It just it's the instantiation of what we think is right and mm -hmm. what we think we should do. Mm -hmm. The we is the collective society that that wrote those rules. Yes. If some subset of the society disagrees with that with the underlying morals. Yes. And then you have then that subset in, makes a podcast yes, about how terrible exactly, those morals are. Exactly. <laughs> which but, is what this subset is doing. Right. Which, By this subset, I mean me specifically. Well, you and a bunch of people, right? Okay. And, okay. I don't know. And, I don't know and, those and bits people. Of, bits of me as well. Okay. Cool. Right. Because I agree that bodily autonomy should be a goal to strive for. Yeah. 
right? But what do you do in the intermediary step? We need protections for loss prevention because more decisions are made to avoid loss mm -hmm. than to improve my gain on whatever access you want, right? Bodily autonomy, profit, money, whatever the hell you want. So yeah. we, we are we are taking steps to to solve loss and we're taking baby steps to it. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My point is we cannot put a value judgment right now to say that's wrong or we shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. That's my point. I'm not sure if you, at least to my, to my, it didn't it didn't sink in with me that you really responded to like the actual arguments that were made. Like, I think, I mean, you made a case that marriage has other purposes, maybe, but I guess directly, what what purposes does it serve? In I mean, it guarantees to whatever arbiter you're under that you will perform these tasks. That you're ignorant of these tasks is your fault, is my point. Well, all right, so I've got, I guess I've got two things on that, because one, I consider myself a, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm a complete idiot. No, 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 I didn't mean <laughs> you. No, 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 but I, I do mean me. Okay. And up until, you know, I think I read about, or, you know, you, you wrote some stuff about this, mm -hmm. and I, I read those, and I, that was sort of eye-opening for me, because I didn't know most of the stuff about marriage either, and I'm mm -hmm. not an idiot, so, like, I... Society has no incentive to let you know what you're yeah, signing up for. Yeah, that's the point. There's no incentive to educate you. Is the so, point. So as far as long as that's as that's the case, it right. seems like there's a strong case. That seems like there's a strong case to be made against getting married in the way no, that no, things are. No, the case is to be made to educate yourself about the rules. Well, that, I guess I can see railing against the system of marriage as a as a completely understandable result of the fact that no one knows what marriage is because no one's educated on it. So you could say, so well, I guess every divorce lawyer on the planet knows it, right? Let me yeah, rephrase well, that in terms of everybody. How many of meaning, us in this room are divorce lawyers? No, but okay, right? So I guess by nobody, I don't mean literally nobody. I mean almost nobody. Um, like maybe the other side of of Inyash's anti marriage campaign here isn't necessarily anti-marriage it's anti-ignorance about marriage yes and so you're pro that yes but you're but you defend the institution as it is yes because we didn't want to get into pair bonding and good bad and stuff like that well but i'm, I'm pair bonded saying, i'm not married right but if there was a way so you're pair bonded are you how would you uh tell your whatever arbiter you're under that you you have for a considerable future time in future are going to use Less assets than if you, the two of you were separate. Who's the arbiter? The state. And why are you telling the state this? Because we use the state for accounting purposes. We use the state for okay, a bunch of things. Anytime you live with someone, you're using less resources. Right. Why don't roommates get the same uh, because benefits? That's because a marriage is supposed to last forever or until till death do us part. Which is bullshit, but... No, but... That's the that's a theory. That's the that's the point of getting married because by your own admission, we're going we're we're going by morality that's fifty years old. Mm -hmm. So when the other person, let's say women, because we're all men here. Okay. So you know, let's be sexist. Why not? <laughs> I'm just saying. But whoever the the less powerful party is will, by the morality of the written law, have less uh, bodily autonomy after the fact that this is broken. So we are preventing their loss. I'm sorry, How? who's having less bodily autonomy? Whoever the less powerful person in, in this LLC is, which is women, according to the morality of the law that we're going after, which is 50 years old. Explain. So I think what you're saying is that, um, I, I guess I'm having a hard time dissecting, let me try and articulate this. The... 
the laws as they're written made sense 60, 50 years ago. Right. And, uh, you know, to, to the extent that, like you guys said, women couldn't had barriers to owning property, barriers right. to having income. And it, right. it, 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 it made sense to not leave them destitute if you, you know, as right. the, the breadwinner wanted to go find a younger, hotter wife and say, right. fuck this old one or whatever, right? right? Um, that was deliberately uh, incent- in, insensitive. Insensitive, right. Um, but fine, right. So uh, I don't see how that applies today when, like, I mean, up until May, my girlfriend has always made more money than I have. Right. Right? So, like, we're not at that much of a power imbalance uh, right, but I can't make societal laws based on single conditions. I have but to go can, by median. But you can decide whether or not to like opt into contracts that are 60 years out of date, right? Right. And you can also not defend an institution that is so out of date, it assumes wait, that women are point, still though. property wait, 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 wait. rather than able to have as much property and income as any male. Right. So my argument is it's not the institution, it's the legal instantiation of that institution is my point. Okay. Is so, there a non- yeah, is there, uniform, is, there an, is there an instantiation of the institution that yeah, isn't just like a legal you said, one? Common law marriage, and back home in India, we're fighting for uniform civil code. So I guess that that was the other thing that I was confused about. You kept talking about the instantiation of marriage, not marriage itself. Yeah. But where does marriage exist outside of the instantiation of it? it so common law is an example. That common you're law, up. It, like you said, if I have a friend, let's say I'm not gay, but if I have a friend, if I were gay, and I had a roommate who I did the exact same things other than having sex with him, and I had my gay partner, according to the law, would there be a difference? Yes. Yeah. What, what's the difference? You're having sex with one of them. Right, but that, that, that's my point. So there's The law difference. cares about that, which right. is so that's stupid, the, that's but the, it does. No, no, but I'm saying I have the instantiation, which is not legally defined as marriage right now, with the person that I'm having sex with versus the person who's just a friend sitting mm-hmm. in this other room. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the term just a friend. I, I now have basically a hetero life partner <laughs> to steal Jay and Silent Bob's term. And I, I really plan to spend the rest of my life with them. And Whatever it is, right? Yeah. And it's fantastic. And yeah, it does reduce costs and everything else. And you have the support structure and it's great, but I'm never going to sleep with them and, or never going to have sex with them. And, um, wait, 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 the, the he, reason I'm, the and reason the, 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 the real difference between this and previous marriages is that. Uh, this one is stronger, but has less sex. And I don't, um, I think it's bullshit that the mar- the the partnership with sex is the one that, first of all, you have all this societal pressure to be true and devote everything to and uh, is the only real relationship in your entire life that counts. It's not real. Uh, wait, wait. I didn't say it was the only real one. I didn't say the only real one that counts. You didn't say that, no. Uh, but if you look around in society, that's what you hear. But why are we going at... This is my point. We have to go by median. So there are... The median person is told that your marriage is the most... They feel it. Well, how do you mean that they're told? The median person is not as flexible with their romantic, uh, let's say, relationship with the people in this room are, right? I don't know anymore, honestly. Or at least they show. Anymore. Okay, okay. Because like most people do have serial monogamy where they date around and, and not have one partner their entire life. Let, this is just getting into num- getting okay, into a number. Okay, game. okay. I'm saying self-identified, uh, straight, monogamous people. Would that constitute? <laughs> would that constitute a 51 percent of the populace that would vote for the laws that we're talking about? Seriously, don't know. Right, but that's the assumption that we're that that's the assumption that I'm going under. Okay, that's your assumption then. Right. Okay. And that's and that's why the 51 percent that self-identify whether truly or falsely. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
to be straight and somehow single monogamous, right? Not multiple single monogamous mm-hmm. and straight. The, the the rules that I because of this true or false self identification, I vote and uh, get to into law these rules. I'm sorry, did you vote and get else. into the law these rules? Not me. But okay, I didn't think so. No one that I know has voted into the law these marriage rules no, because no. no one I know even knows what the marriage laws are. I, there again, we're going. The back marriage two laws were inherited, and they are a bad right, so inheritance. Let's update them. I totally agree. They are a bad inheritance. Let's update them. Okay. Marriage is terrible as no, it stands right point. now. As <laughs> it stands right now, marriage is no, terrible. No, 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 no. The legal definition of marriage mm-hmm. does not fully cover the variety of relationships that currently the people in our social group have. Which is yet another reason that marriage is terrible. See that? <laughs> Come on, man. You're you're more intelligent than doing ad nauseum attacks like this. Okay, fine. I, I think it's somewhat for comedic effect because I'm I think it's funny. Ah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you defend marriage outside of? the uh the context in which it sucks or like can you can you give examples like because common law it seems to me that's one of those my impression of it is that you can be married without really knowing that you're married yeah and if that comes with all the weird scary baggage of so you can have signed a contract that a you were never shown like in real marriage yes and that you never why are you doing this as a point why do you why are you acting in such a way that would guaranteed across this threshold of resource utilization. I am common law married to my hetero life partner if that was a thing, but it's not. What do you mean? Oh, yes, yes. 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 Yeah, so I guess that's, I mean, I'm doing it for the same reasons that everybody who has a roommate does it. Yeah. Um, If if, if my roommate was of the opposite sex and we had, I guess you have to have sex. Do you have to have sex? No. Because you don't even have to have sex. Yeah, exactly. If my roommate was of the opposite gender, we would probably be common law married. We would possibly be common law married. But neither you nor the other person is going to go and say, yes, I expected this to be common law marriage and now I am wronged by Oh, it doesn't matter if you expected it to be common law marriage or not. No, no, no. But I'm saying there's no initiator. Yeah, there doesn't need to be for common law marriage. Right. You can be considered common law married even if neither one of you wanted it. I totally agree. I'm saying, how are you going to enforce that if neither you nor him... If, if, say, when he and his hetero life partner broke up and they were common law married and his hetero life partner said, I'm coming after you because I was used to there the standard you go. of living. That's, the, that's my point. Somebody has to initiate it because right. it, this yeah. is the state Well, I mean, that's the, same thing, me. that's the same thing with any other marriage. You can always not go after the person that you're getting right. divorced this from. Is, so my point is this. But all the, the marriage things, makes that possible. Right. All of the bad things that we are talking about with marriage are state enforcing things that I don't want on me. Uh-huh. Right? So that's the state. That's the issue here, not the marriage itself. What is the marriage that's not the state? Just like we said, I can live, I can have a partnership and I can get, go into the forest and kiss somebody else and be like, hey, we're married. I will do these things that I'm supposed to do in a legal marriage with you. I guess, I, so you are defining the marriage outside of like the context of the state and the instantiation that we live in in our time to be hetero Anything. life partners. Jay and Silent Bob. Drake. Why, why hetero? Well, I mean, uh, I mean I'm using that as, as life, Jay and Silent right, Bob. Right. Just yeah. life partners. Yeah, just anybody, yeah. So, so that's what you're... Yeah. Standing up for not for marriage as is colloquially used by ninety nine point eight percent of people. No, 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 no. Again, I also have no problem with people running off into the woods and like saying, "I'll be with you forever." It is the it is literally the state part that I have the issue with. Exactly. So that's okay. not the issue with marriage. That's the issue with the state. And so how have we it's been enforcing. arguing about nothing this whole time? No, well, we're okay. arguing about how state gets into it and okay. what is the exact definition and what is the scope of the state's intervention into interpersonal relationships. I also feel, I mean, sort of cheated 
that you're defending this like this vague abstraction, this 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 interface class of marriage that has exactly. no real in, like instantiations. No, but it's real to me. My let let me give you a real life example. My marriage to my wife has to inherit because we're code idiots. Has to inherit that interface class. Right, and my instance will inherit whatever that is, just because this this inherited object is now under the enforcement of the state does not make me or my my instance any more special than anything else. No, but it like I'm trying to think of how to put this in a, in right. I get in, the... in Java, there's no multiple inheritance, but in uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> the idea that you can you can pull in from multiple things and make make. Uh, and extend into one thing, but in in marriage in the United States now, that is what happens. Right. So, so like you're you're pulling in from from what you thought you were getting, and then the secret thing that you didn't know you were getting. Right. And uh, I disagree with that. Right. But that that's what I think. That's also what I disagree with. Yeah. I don't think right. anyone. So that's my I don't point. Think is, anyone's going to get on uh, get on a stump right. and, and argue against like no one should pledge their love to each other. Right. Right. So like I so I think that's a weak thing to defend. That, that, that almost seems like that seems like you you made the goalpost smaller than the soccer ball. Like, I mean, like, cause that, that, that's, that's not an attack. That's not a, a claim that anyone attacks. So how did you ever think that you guys disagreed? Well, cause, it, cause, <laughs> cause wait, I wait, actually wait, didn't define it when I asked. Didn't say, was, was it the inheritance or the structure? <laughs> yeah, or I didn't the say this is the, the issue object. I have with marriage. I just said, Hey, someone wanted to defend marriage. And I guess he took that to mean something other than what I meant it. Okay. So I'm let down because Aww. I, because I, am in a long-term relationship we've been together for six and a half years and right. we might be common law married i don't know right um, i would hope to not have to find out all right let's do an intellectual exercise but continue i'll get in later but do what no, no continue i'm sorry i just so i guess uh when i was enlightened on what marriage entailed instantiations of marriage now entailed <laughs> um not what saying i love you entailed yeah, yeah, yeah. um i was disenchanted with the entire enterprise mm -hmm. and uh i am now on the fence as to whether or not to ever you know legally tie this knot Why? And I, because i don't like the game theoretic implications of getting fucked how would you not get oh you're just saying wait, wait, wait. yeah great idea great if, if i if i wound up in a nasty divorce right um, which I, obviously no one like gets married anticipating that happening right so i was hoping that you were going to convince me no steven Marriage is great. You should get married. Wait, so let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> I will now <laughs> enter into the state of catatonic state of defending current marriage as it is. Okay. All right. Let, uh, so your cases were, it, it, it disincentivizes niceness, mm -hmm. which I disagree with either way. What was the other point? Um, that it is... It oh, you is, lose personhood? Yes. Oh. What was the other point? I just made a syntax error if someone's going to write to correct me on what i said about java earlier don't um <laughs> i think yeah. you, you already you can extend yeah, yeah, multiple can, classes but yeah. You yeah so all right whatever wait so loss of personhood uh disincentivizes nightness what was the other thing uh well a number of things including uh you cannot have separate uh things anymore and you, you can if i kill somebody my wife's not liable therefore i, ha I can have the entire guilt <laughs> And entire liability of killing somebody. You can have separate, uh, like, criminal ledgers, but yes. is that, is that the only go. thing that you can have? No, but that's my point. <laughs> so, I am disproving by example, not proving by example. <laughs> how, about, how about stuff? You can't have separate stuff. Is that is that true? Uh, yeah, I don't think you can have separate stuff because, because as I say, it's 
uh, in the current state, it's an LLC. Would you so, be willing to say separate stuff instead of things? Yes. Very well, good. I, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are exposing my pedanticness. This is not right. Well, I think I think I think what you didn't mean is that you literally can't have separate thoughts, right? right? But you can't have is separate. You cannot have uh, property that you have complete ownership yes. on. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. If you buy a scratcher. And you win two hundred bucks, and you buy a couple of video games with it. Those aren't your video games; those are the marriage. Those are the marriage's video, video games, yeah. right? So my, it's not even money that you like earned, like as part of the marriage. It's the money that you found, right? Right. So, so right. let's defend this marriage. I mean, this whatever we're calling this, right? Well, marriage. And marriage is a good also word. Also, is a good word, and also to uh, throw in there, and the fact that nobody, almost nobody, knows this sort of thing and is pushed that, into it. Right. That I cannot defend because okay. I'm not going to de- defend ignorance on whatever contract you sign. Okay. Right. And user license agreements, terms of service, marriage contract, it's a piece of paper that you sign. So if you're ignorant, you're ignorant. I think the special case here, though, and I just want to belabor this, is that if I skim past the terms of service and don't read it, at least it was shown to me. And I and I knowingly didn't read it. Right. You can get married and not even know that there's this secret other contract until someone tries, you know, goes through a nasty divorce. Right. Uh, and that that was what surprised me. And that's so, like, so <laughs> I'm willing to get, you know, take take, you know, a a bad lease. If I didn't read it, and it says you're gonna have to end up paying no matter what, you know, for a year after your whatever. If I get screwed on lease agreement that I signed because I didn't read it, that's on me. If I didn't sign it and I'm still screwed by it, that's where I get pissed. And that seems to be more analogous to the marriage case. I, I we were talking just before the show about Black Mirror because I've finally caught up to the year 2012 and watched <laughs> episode two of season one. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's it's not unlike um, being told, hey, there's this great opportunity for you. All you have to do is sign away your life savings and then you go to this opportunity and it turns out that you've been defrauded of your life savings and normally that's an illegal sort of thing, but on this particular episode, they would defraud poor people of their life savings and do it on national TV while the whole nation watched and cheered, which is just a sick fucking society. And uh, the... God, it grossed me out that entire... Fucking, that they would have a society like that. <laughs> oh, you're in for a treat if you haven't seen the rest of the show. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, that's yeah. one of the tamer ones. That's by a mile one of the tamer ones. Okay, But okay, so so the, the, in, in our society, that would be considered unconscionable. Those people would be hauled into court for taking people's life savings and defrauding them of that and not giving them what they actually no, expected. No, How no. How many payday lenders are there? How many, I will rattle off 50 people that I know are doing more ridiculous things with money than what those guys are doing in, in Black Mirror. It's just that the other part isn't there of putting it on a TV and then other having other people's glee on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, right. Most fraudulent things are done uh, secretly, or, or at least not in you know on national TV while everyone cheers. Right, right. And they, marriage is almost on national TV where everyone cheers. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where, yeah. where you know most Ponzi schemes and other things are done on the sly. They aren't celebrated marriage isn't seen, marriage isn't whoa, seen whoa, as, whoa. A, as a check cashing marriage isn't seen as a 24-hour check cashing place no, marriage but, is seen uh, as what's the guy what's the guy's name madoff. bernie madoff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that was a giant everybody celebrated scheme. madoff un- until the moment he got caught right but again he got caught it was actually illegal right but who whereas was calling him on the it? black mirror episode it was perfectly legal and so was marriage right i i get okay. the analogy that you're trying okay, to make okay, okay. i'm just saying the analogy doesn't go as far as you want it to go. Yeah, I know. It's not the best analogy, but it, it, it's analogous in the fact that normally fraud is illegal. And I right, feel... But this isn't fraud. This is... No, it's not technically fraud. But I feel it's in the same moral wheelhouse because of how much you're signing away and how little you know. 
beforehand. That is a travesty. Yeah. I, as I said before, I have, I will never support ignorance on any contract. Right. Let it be marriage, whatever it is. Yeah. But that's a general statement to make. If we solve that big problem, this marriage problem goes away. A lot of it goes away. There you go. Yeah. So let's defend this. Uh, personhood, we, we disproved because if I kill somebody, the other person's unliable. So assets are shared because, and the, the only way I can defend this instantiation is to go back to morals and to go back to self-identified wrong beliefs of society okay. that we have somehow, uh, for lack of will, don't have the ability to correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we think that it is uh, a man's duty to, or let's say, let's put it on the me. higher earner's duty, the higher earner's duty to save and to kind of help the lower earner until they get to the next step. Right. Which, I mean, that's one of the reasons I am grossed out by this whole thing is because I do not want to have a yeah, higher earner, you. lower earner sort of relationship. I want to be in a partnership with an equal person. But that's not, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. We are, a marriage, we define these things by majority. Right? A uh, lot of people do, yes. I mean, that's how the law gets passed anyway. So what are we talking about here? <laughs> uh, I, I am talking about ending up in a master... Um, right, you want a power le- equal footing for everybody and equally uh, yes, knowledgeable that would be ignorant. that would be a conscionable right, but, uh, marriage arrangement, whereas what we have is a throwback to the times when there was master no, and I'm there saying, was servant. Right, I'm saying with, that, is the, that is the extent to, to which the uh, median morality exists. Therefore, yeah, what the else system Yeah, the median morality is kind of shitty. Great. Okay. But that's the median morality. What do you well, want to do? Why are you defending the median morality? I'm saying the median morality is shitty. No, 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 no. What else can I defend? How can you say the median morality is shitty if that's the median morality? How, because why it's is shitty. This, I mean, did, no, why how, is your information better than what the median morality is? How do you know, how do you have conviction in your right, in your righteousness? If I didn't, if I wasn't convinced of that, then I wouldn't be coming on this podcast. There has to be someone at some point that says, look, I know the median morality is that slavery is cool, or I know the median morality is that women can't own property or have jobs, or I know whatever the median morality is, is the median, but it is not good and we can do better. We can do definitely better. Okay. But I am saying the I'm, shitty bit is the issue I'm here. not going to not talk about it just because I'm not in the majority. No, 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 no. I'm not asking you not to talk about it. I'm just saying it is the median morality. Yes. And that is how most people go by it. That is what I am here to defend. Median morality. So when you say it's unconscionable, well, in that it's case, not unconscionable. I, I apologize morality. for putting you into the position of having to defend the median morality because that no, was fine. that was shitty no, on my is, part. No, no, shitty on my part because I accepted this ridiculous <laughs> challenge. But, <laughs> okay. No, no, but let's. When you say it's unconscionable, it's not unconscionable to the median morality. It's unconscionable to your morality and my morality. Okay. That, so that is my argument. Right. It's not yeah, unconscionable yeah, no, that's by my definition. It, it, it's only unconscionable to people who follow this subset of morality. Again, it depends on how you define uh, the unconscionable by definition part. The There are people who would say that slavery is unconscionable great. regardless of... Great. If that was a median morality, yeah. that would have been great. I mean, that would have been the that would have been the truth of the land. That would have been the law of the land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But it... it there are even the people who were in the minority back then, the the Benthams that said slavery is unconscionable. They were right. p- I'm not possibly saying you're right or wrong, wrong based on the median. Okay, totally, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying this is the median morality. So you cannot. So we in this room cannot throw throw words like it is unconscionable because it is unconscionable I to me. I both can and I do. What's the point of having these words if I don't ever use them? No, you can use them. I'm just saying it means different things. Okay. When you say it is unconscionable, the word left out, it is unconscionable to people who think like me. 
Okay, well, I, I think at this point we are running in circles around something that doesn't address the root of anything. Yeah, we're just saying whether we can say that the majority is. Yeah, wrong is the majority or right or wrong? So, yeah. I so. Okay, this is bad advertising, right? <laughs> and right. bad self research, uh-huh. right? So when I say I I would defend the institution of marriage, I meant that people, uh, I believe that pair bonding is good, okay. and I believe that there should be a contract. Uh, if we let let's take two things. I believe pair bonding helped humanity. Check. I believe pair uh, intellectual growth helped humanity. Check. Oh, definitely. Okay. So. As intellectual capacity increases, there's a tendency to write down things that we want to do. Yes? Okay. Pair bonding has helped people, so human beings, to the reason that we know. So it would also help this more than Dunbar collection of society. The intersection of that is what I call marriage. Okay? And I will defend that to the death because we're just putting rules on how I treat whoever I want to pair bond with. This instantiation bullshit is because the state comes in. Yeah, yeah. So that's my point. When I say I will defend marriage, I will defend a piece of paper with rules on it that that tells me how I have to treat somebody I pair bond with. Okay, let me process that for a minute. I mean, thinking about it, yeah, if you pair bonded with someone and you guys wanted to write your rules down on a paper, that's actually probably a good idea. Right, but scale that to society. Scale that to more than Dunbar. It'll work for you and me. Let's say you and me decide to pair bond. Yeah. Right, and we write down how we want to treat each other. Okay. But why would not Stephen and some other person who also did just copy that? They, I mean, they can use it as a model, but they should probably. That's the point. So there, there, there becomes a minimum standard model of this is the minimum stuff. And that is what I am yeah, saying the minimum, went to the state. Yeah, the minimum stuff that the state is at is... F- no, no, no. Go from contract to state and not state to contract is my point. You, I think that what you're saying is the, the, the state's minimum is really fucked up. Yes. Okay. No, but still... That, that, that is what I'm saying. The state's minimum is fucked up. That does not mean that any minimum that any Dunbar set that comes up with will also be fucked up. Well, yeah, no, I would never argue against people's well, that's, that's ability to is. enter relate con- contracts and relations that's with each other. No, so yes, we, didn't, no. we didn't taboo marriage early enough. Yeah. But, so, but I'm, this was actually, to me, a very fun discussion. I, uh, so let me, I'm still processing some of this. I'm going to just think out loud for a second yeah, about it, if you guys don't mind. Your current marriage yes. is not a uh, minimum model that you and your, and your, and your wife no. put together. It's it's a state model. Yes. And are you okay with that? Yeah. For your personal life? Yeah. How come? I'm curious. Because uh, I will, for whatever, so in ev- everybody's their own hero, right? So I'm not going to be Darth Vader. And because of this delusion that I have, I know that my wife is not going to be Darth Vader-esque, right? So same here. But so does everyone who gets married for right. the most part, right? The other thing, like the way that I think about this too, so though, is that like- So why not have marriage insurance? Well, like, I mean, it's marriage insurance that- really only insures your partner if you're making no, more. You, no, no. You can have a marriage insurance contract that, that insures the, the damn entity. Well, I mean, does the contract ever Im- negatively impact the person who made less? Ever? I'm sure. I mean, not ever. Uh, in any in general, reasonable, no. So, like, I mean, the way that I think about it is I certainly don't, I think my, my, my partner right now would never do anything right. like that either. But say she took a blow to the head. Right. And lost all sense of, of compassion. And right. it's like, now I'm going to be this ruthless psychopath. Rude person, right. So, like, do I want to bank on that never happening, right? 
Um, no, but how many other decisions do you make like that? And just just to put this in other terms, I don't make like a huge amount of money. I, I make roughly the median for an American, uh, middle-class American. So uh, while there are some people that I make more than, there's also a lot of people that I make less than. And I, if I were to get into a relationship with someone who makes significantly more money than me... You would be more I protected. I would not want that. I do not want... But that's want, your choice. Yeah, but I... It is It is still a reprehensible law. decision if I would feel like a bad person if I were to ask someone who makes feeling. more than me to marry me because I do not want to exploit them. That is that is the feeling... That is what I consider marriage as. The person who makes less gets to exploit the person who makes more and I don't want to be that person even when wait, I'm the so one making do, less, wait, wait, you know? Wait, exploit... Wait, wait, wait. We're throwing our words with, with, without... Without and you also base said here. you also said that you wouldn't want to marry that person. What you really mean to say is that you wouldn't want to. You would never go after that person for them for that for those resources. Right. Not not that you wouldn't want to marry them. Like you know, if you yeah. fell in love, if I, you, I wouldn't you, want the 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 contract that our government has. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you would you would find you, that would put them at risk, and yes. you care about. And them. I yes, I do not want to put someone that I care about at that sort of risk. I would consider that a hostile act on my part. But is there any other decision other than this that you take like that? With all these considerations into play. Is there any other risks that I take? Decision that you take. So when Stevens, uh, or when you, when you said, uh, I am the, for, for the purpose of discussion, I am the more powerful party here. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if I was ever in a situation where I was the less powerful party, I would not get into this, the same beneficial agreement that this power, less powerful one got into with me. Mm -hmm. Is there any other form of contract that you would enter into other than marriage that you applied the same logic to? I am guessing zero. And anyone where I would feel that I was exploiting someone, I wouldn't want... No, no, no not exploiting. Wait, wait, wait. That, like, I wouldn't want to employ a child either in, in like in dangerous conditions or something. I Sure, maybe they work cheap. Maybe they can really fit down the mine easily, but no, I'm no, no, not no, no, going no, no, to no. do that. In your personal life. Let's keep it... So not I, you, but let's keep to the general human populace, the mm -hmm. general American citizen. Mm -hmm. Would they do that? Other than marriage, can you define any other thing? I would assume a lot of people would choose not to do well, give something. Give me one example, dude. Oh, God. Um, I still get, uh, well, car insurance is legally required in Colorado, so that doesn't count, I guess. But I, I, I try not to defect in common uh, prisoner's dilemma type situations where it would be to my advantage to to free ride on right, society. But give me something. I try not to. He's not give me okay. something here. Okay. I don't cheat on my taxes even though it's pretty easy. But there's the evasion and there's well, what was the other thing? Avoidance. Tax avoidance is legal. Tax evasion is illegal. Okay. I'm sure you avoid tax. You don't you don't shelter your income to not pay taxes on it. Is right. what you're saying? Yeah. 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 You don't evade tax, but I am sure you're if you had an accountant or a tax person, he would give you advice. To, uh, yeah, well, I, I do have a tax person, and he does give me some so advice. So there you go. So what are we talking here? It's <laughs> so what exactly is your question? Do we put as much... Because uh, I guess you, you, I think you phrased it differently in Yash than you did to me. What was the, the query specifically? Do you put this much uh, like risk, no, 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 risk no. avoidance or... Uh, one of the pra things... One of the arguments was why is marriage somehow? Why is this relationship where I have All sex right. with this person Here, somehow here's better an than? So I was trying to get an, an analog to why would you do a similar risk reward calculation on something that is not I as was, valuable? I was once in a parking lot and uh, I had my car door open and 
dings someone else's car pretty bad. Right. And I went inside and I found the person and I gave them my insurance information. And I was like, I'm sorry I did this when I could have driven away. And I admit when it first happened, I was like, I should just drive away. And I didn't. And I know part of that reason was because there were other people there with me. There you go. But I think I still would have gone in and done it even if I had been alone. I'm not asking to prove your morals. I'm just saying- The one, the point that I'm arguing against is that why is there emphasis placed on this one relationship where I get to fuck the other person? My point is we are doing all of this mental calculus because you said I wouldn't wouldn't do this on if the if the roles were reversed. Mm-hmm. So, so by that definition, you you are yourself are placing more value on this relationship that with the person that you're having sex with is my point. So we implicitly, no, I wouldn't fuck over my roommate either. But it's it's not fuck over. It's Mm, let me think out loud here, or maybe think internally while you guys talk. Okay. No, no, just thought, you know, stream of consciousness if you want. Well, I mean, if you'd be more comfortable doing it either out loud or to yourself, whichever, whichever one you're better with. No, no, no. I'm saying I, I want to uh, go against this point of why is the relationship where I have sex with the other person somehow the real relationship and somehow better? Yeah, that is, that is also my question. Why? Why is that one the one that we saddled with all these laws that make it so easy for people to if you had a child take revenge would, on each wait, other wait, if you had a child yeah let's okay let's let's instantiate this and uh i haven't thought this through this is just my thinking so let, let me give mm-hmm. me some rope to hang myself here okay. uh if you and your romantic partner had a had a child mm-hmm. right whichever gender whichever sexuality mm-hmm whatever we define as common law marriage had adopted a child or had a child Mm -hmm. that's one thing Mm -hmm. uh if you and your roommate uh get a dog Mm -hmm. would that be treated by the state differently would that dog be treated differently would the child be treated differently yes Yes. if me and my roommate were to adopt a child though that would be much closer you would be able to adopt a child would you I actually have not looked into this. I sort of doubt it because people talk about how hard it is to get yeah. to adopt kids. I, I also doubt it. But if we did adopt kids, then we would very quickly be in the same territory. And like the kids thing, people do bring up kids for marriage. And I kind of want to say, okay, that's a good reason to get married. No, but but it's can't. not because marriage doesn't matter for that. The state says the, it, it. no matter what no, you agree between yourselves, we will decide what the child support is. And it doesn't matter if you were ever married or not. We will decide what custody is. It doesn't matter if you were ever married or not. Like the rearing of a child is such a pertinent state interest, that, at least according to the state, that it the marriage contract and yes, anything writing on it doesn't matter. why is this an esoteric state that somehow came from the planet Mars to put these rules on you? My point is this: this is this that thinking represents again. I'm going to go back to median morality, but that thing, that thinking represents what majority of people think is good. Therefore, they voted for it, or it, they didn't have the will to not vote against it. I I have a bit of a problem with how you present the laws as they are, because while laws do change over time, they're slow and it takes a while to catch up, and it takes a lot of effort. No, but wait, wait, wait. Let's get to more. Like no one voted for the marriage laws as they are. I right totally now. agree. Nobody okay. alive right now voted for them as they are right now. Yeah. My point is this: it, it is a. These are inefficiencies and these are heuristics, right? So common minimum, one thing, right? And I can't defend this instance without saying I can't defend marriage as we're talking about it right now without going into the morality of this is what we are put here to do. 
Right, right. Well, How, at the very least, from from the state point of view, their population should be procreating so go. this state can continue, continue to go. exist. I happen to have some problems with that sure. too. But that's how it is. I'm sure that we will. We, I, we can say that's how it is and still say that that is, is a bad, bad thing. Yeah, it okay. is bad. Th- but that's I'm what saying, I'm saying. This is how we have decided that morality is right now. Mm-hmm. It is changing because we are figuring out more things. In our intellectual curiosity, we're figuring out, hey, what happens if I adopt a kid with my roommate? Is that legally law? Is that legally marriage? Mm-hmm. These are things that we have to change. But But then to say marriage is not... An institution to be guarded against is that's a bigger step in my point. I feel like the kids thing is sort of a misstep, or at least an, an ingredient we don't need. Because I mean, you can have child-free marriages that also end in in someone getting screwed, right? right? And you can have marriage-free childs. You can yes. have marriage-free childs, but these are we're thinking from outlier in. I'm I'm saying think from majority out. Yeah. Okay. I and certainly you know, like you guys said, state interest keep the keep the state populated. Um, I think I derailed you earlier when you were articulating why you would defend your marriage as, as it stands contractually. Also, I guess out of curiosity, did you did you know what you were signing up for when you got married? Oh yeah, I huge nerd, so he I did ridiculous things. Uh, watched every cop show possible, read up ridiculous <laughs> laws. I read law for no reason. So well, I mean, there's I don't think it's ever a waste of knowledge to know about the law, right? And so. you were okay with it? Well, I guess I might be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of, I'm curious about this too. You were okay with the, the law as it is? You didn't like add on any uh, prenups I, or no, anything? No, no prenup, no nothing. Because I think it would be intellectually dishonest of me because the hit in the head and become a bad person, I don't apply that eventuality to any other decision. Yeah. I don't drive with the fear that there's another idiot on the road who will kill me, therefore I must buy a tank. Right, but Which there's is a, a thinking about the SUVs. I get that, <laughs> right? But I don't go buy a tank. Right, but you also don't go and strap an anti-airbag to yourself that if you ever were to get in an accident, it would instantly kill you, no matter how minor the accident is. That's a good analogy for marriage, as, you, as you're presenting it. <laughs> <laughs> I so hate that analogy. But expand on that again. What's the anti-airbag thing again? The, 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 if you get into an accident, no matter how minor it is, it no, automatically kills you. No, but I buy insurance. You. No, no, no. I, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I buy insurance. I know that I'm liable... I know the rules of the state, so right. I know that I'm liable if I don't have insurance to pay for the other guy. So, well, if, I I consider marriage to be like an anti-airbag. It's it, not anti-airbag. It I'm just saying it's the lack of insurance and not the anti-airbag. I I think it's worse than the lack of insurance. Why? Because it it is actively harmful to most people. It's not actively harmful. I'm think that would be a ridiculous standard to compare it to anything else. You don't go through life with the maximum possible negative interaction happening and then work backwards to how that should affect your interpersonal relationship. No, I don't, but I also don't intentionally saddle myself with things that that can make things worse. I don't take up... Okay, so I did take up smoking, but (laughs) (laughs) if I had been as smart back when I was 16 as I am now, I would not have taken up smoking because I know it is simply a way to handicap myself without any benefit. No, but you still did it. this is the same kind of thing. Yeah, I did did it it. because I was a fucking idiot. Same reason I got married at 19. No, but get health insurance. Get marriage insurance is my point. Marriage itself is not bad. The worst thing that somebody that you are married to can is ridiculously bad Okay, great. But so what? Can I point out another thing that's not clicking for me? It's it's marriage insurance for one party in the marriage. No, get both. 
What's the why have one party insurance? Oh, I don't think one, I don't think there is in, marriage one, insurance yet. Let's create it. Well, I've, I thought I thought you meant marriage insurance. Let me okay. Let me take a back step here. So he means sort of like, actual literal insurance. Yes. Oh, see, yeah. I thought you were saying that signing a marriage contract in the United States is like signing insurance no, 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 for your am, abstraction of marriage. No, no, no. I'm saying there's health insurance, car insurance, make fucking marriage insurance is my point. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, well I mean. You you could do so that. So what you pay deductible, or so you pay yeah. out your deductible, and then your insurance company pays out pays your alimony instead. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not against this idea. I, I think it's actually kind of kind of cool. But on like the other the, hand, you could also just not get married, which I guess you can't not get married in some cases. But the the well, but if you could not get married, wouldn't that be a better choice? Like, I guess what are you, you, what you, get, you, what are you, you getting out of the marriage? Like, I I, I get car insurance because I want to have a car because I can get across town faster right. than I can in a car. Or right. faster in a car than I can on foot. Right. What do I get out of marriage that would be worth paying fifty bucks a month insurance for? The negative protect against negative side effects. We're talking about laws aversion here, not profit increase. Um. Yeah. If, like wait, like wait, like wait. insurance. I insur- yeah. I'm not going to profit from my insurance. Yeah. But how? Am I, what am I getting out of marriage? That like. So again, I'm getting out of the car. Fast travel. What am I getting out of the marriage? The instantiation of what we just said: pair bonding plus intellectual rules. But I could but, do that with a roommate. Like I, I think we're going in circles, but I don't think I don't know if you're if you're seeing the the loop catching itself. Like, I don't think uh, tell that to me. I mean, because we're you're saying we're, what is we're, the purpose we're having, or what having, is the profit of just being married? Just this agreeing to this document that says says in this state we are married like this. Yeah. Why? Why, why, why is that? Why is that worth? Uh, why is that worth? Something that might be worth paying insurance for. Right. What, what's, what's the what's the something on marriage? If you like, hey, marriage is cool. Here's why. Can you finish that sentence, or is that like not? A position you're ready to tackle. No, no, no. Um, I think I will tackle this by saying I don't have another opportunity. I want this pair bond plus uh, contract. The state marriage is the easiest option for me to do. Therefore, I took it. What do you want out of the contract? I know. I know you keep saying loss aversion, but uh, or 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 compensation, but. Is that something you're getting out of the relation, out of the contract? Yes, I'm. I'm happy because I am married. I like spending time with my wife. I would like her, could, if possible, to just sit with me for the rest of her life and talk to me. Could you? Could you not have had that if you didn't get married? I could have, but I wanted some. Uh, what would I call it? What's the solidity? What's external the word validation? Something like that. Okay, I. I, I think not validation. That is, What's the solidity bit? Oh, oh, let's call it validation. Why not? Yeah, because you're not getting so, that solidity from a marriage contract. You can still break up as 50% of the married people right. in America will people attest to. People also lie. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, so I you didn't actually get any solidity from the contract. I did, because just like you said, I can take her to court. I mean, yes, once you guys don't like each other anymore and want to... Once you guys no longer want to live together, you can make the other person's life a, miserable. No, yes. No, 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 no. And so you can two-way? use that like as a sort of blackmail no, against her a, to keep her with you. Why even is that when, a two-way thing? It, no, it's totally a two-way thing. If... If you guys want to move on to your separate paths, right. you don't want to live together anymore. Right. If one party, why not just break? If the one party wants to keep the other person around, they can hold over their head. I can make your life miserable for the next however many years, unless you stay with me. I mean, that's what you got out of the marriage, and that's the solidity you're talking about. But it's it's not a solidity you want, right? You don't want to force someone into staying with you because. You'd make their life miserable no, otherwise. I want to, no, no, no. Uh, there's a difference between forcing somebody and improve or making the cost high enough so that uh, that decision is not taken lightly. Well, you. Pro- I don't think people would have 
taken that lightly in general. And if they would have taken it lightly, then the marriage won't change that. If they're the sort of person no, who no, makes no. that, whoa, 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 if they're whoa. the sort of person that takes that sort of relationship and commitment lightly, then the that's marriage exactly isn't going to change marriage. things no, very no, no, much. That's exactly why you need a legal contract. If people do idiotic things and they would take a decision lightly like that, that but they would later regret it, this is the ex- exact reason why you want to have friction in uh, getting into the marriage and also getting out of the marriage. Well, there's no friction getting in. That is a separate thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am saying the friction exists for people to make informed decisions and to have uh, validity, solidity, whatever the hell that is, to say we will do, we, we are staking so much of our shit on this contract that we agree both that we get enough out of it that the breaking that contract would involve this much effort. Right. I, I think I'm right. But I, think I, I, what you're saying. I can't, I, I, it's just personal happiness and stuff like that. So I can't, but so what, 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 you're, what you're getting out of it is the, the, the security and the comfort yes. and the happiness. Yes. Which but, I value but, more but, than that at whatever cost that is. I understand sure. you but, valuing all those things, but I think the reason you value all those things is because society has ingrained in your head that that is what whoa, marriage whoa, is. Whoa, whoa, Hold whoa. on. Can I take that from a completely different angle? Because I think you're wrong. Okay. But I think, I, I just want to say that, can't you have all of those things? It Like say, if- I could. I just want a box around it. As so, I say, so the box doesn't give you anything because no, you can have all that no, anyway. We just said that it's extra cost for people to get out of the box. Yes, it, it well it is, uh, but is that it, so? It's a box that I'm is hard to floor. climb out of, but there's yes. nothing in the box. Yes, exactly. It's hard to climb out of the box. I want, and there's nothing in there that wasn't no, outside I just want the box. A pen, all right? Pen. Okay. I want a pen, like a jail. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, no, that that's fine, and I I I I don't want this to come off as a two on one against no, 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 against no, no, you no. or anything. So no, I totally I, agree. Okay. My point is this: uh, the value of friction, whether society put that in me or not, is underestimated here. I am saying I am idiotic. Human beings are idiotic. We make idiotic decisions. So let's make getting together as costly as getting apart, or put enough friction into entering this contract as I would get entering out of the contract. So I think in it should definitely instance, be harder to get into a marriage. It's, v- it's harder than it is now, now, but yeah. not harder than it will be to get out of it later, is my point. Okay. I'm saying put a box and also, of friction around things that I would like to have continue. And also you don't necessarily need the box of, I can make your life miserable for years, because once you guys are living together, that in itself is a source of friction. Now you have to get a second place once you want to uh, separate. And that's... That in itself is hard, you know? That's right. going to keep people, that keeps actually a lot of people together. A lot together. of people together, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I lived with roommates I didn't want to live with. You what? I live, I've lived with roommates I don't want to live with. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, so you get, yeah. that, you get that for free without marriage. You just have to, you just have to no, I just, share one a One more level is my point. I need a paper document that says, yes, we are together. Yes, we will consume less resources together. Yes, these are the things. Yes, I don't see anything else. Yes, I, these are the things that I want to do together. And this is my, this I'm is pretty our sure it doesn't say agreement. anywhere in the document that we will consume less resources. No, but that's the thinking. Okay. I, I, I okay. And I didn't mean to shut you down when no, you no, no, when no, no, no. earlier, I think that was going to bring us back around another circle. So yeah. I wanted to just, right. So, just attack it from the other side. So okay. let's, uh, right. let, let me acknowledge this. My, what I get out of this box is happiness and personal stuff that I cannot value to your or society's, uh, judgment, I guess. Well, right. I I would argue, and I think you've agreed that you get that outside the box too. You loved your wife before you signed your marriage contract, right? So, like, the, the, that didn't actually 
add anything other than no, the stability. barrier to it exit. added stability. I want, I love her, and I also want to stay with her, and I also want to incentivize us to stick together and work on things. Okay. So friction of getting out of it. Were you worried she would leave you if no. you didn't have this box to put her in? No. But we don't work like that is my point. We don't work like what? Well, uh, let's let's give you an exa- account example. Is uh, annuity better than uh, randomly than a, a business person's income? Would you value annuity higher than a business's cash flows? You would, right? I mean, it That's is. That's the point here. <laughs> and I'm making that ridiculously complicated unnecessarily. I mean, yes, but annuity is a lot more assured than your partner staying with you. No, but that's the thinking. I this this contract turns it into a, more into of an annuity. more of annuity than the cash flows of a business. Eh. What kind of idiots are we if we can only talk through nerd analogies like this? <laughs> I do, I really don't think it it gives you that as much stability as you think. And we tried it. We tried hitting it with an, without analogies, and it didn't land. Yeah. So we, 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 yeah. when in doubt. When it right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. when it right abstract. Um, and again, you know, business income has the um, potential to grow. Whereas, so do it, I can I can tack on different things to this annuity, dude. <laughs> All right. I feel like we're leaving something out of the conversation because there's something that people want about marriage, or at least that they think they want because they think that marriage gives it to them or something. Mm-hmm. Why did why did why was uh, marriage equality in the United States such a fought for thing? Why did people why did why did people who were previously barred from being married, gay people and lesbian people, why did they want to be able to get married? Because that's society, a social thing. That's yeah, a so, yeah, that's, that's a social a thing. Because thing. society does say your relationship is more valuable once you've gotten married. Once you've gotten married. Once, you have, can, once your relationship has been validated by us, then it's a real relationship and you're a real adult who has real love. So that was Before never, that, wait, you wait, were wait, all that, just, that just that kids social screwing could around. could be one thing and these gay, lesbian, whatever people didn't just spring from the head of Zeus like Athena. They are also <laughs> born on this earth and value the same things that hetero people did. Yeah. So they also valued the state validation just as much as hetero people did. Gotcha. So... That that is a compelling point to me. Um, I think there, not, that, there that's are not, actually also some tax benefits if you make vastly different amounts. And that's as that's what I was going to ask about next because uh, you know that's not what the talking heads on TV said was like they want to feel validated by the state because we all want to feel validated by the state. They said, oh, it's because deathbed rights. I always hear that like it happens to everybody once a month, <laughs> and uh, taxes, and maybe another you know something yeah, else. The taxes. So. Um, what is Agus, uh, like, I can have, uh, I can sign a piece of paper, or, or tell me if I'm wrong, can I sign a piece of paper that says that you guys can come visit me on my deathbed? Yeah. So wh- so that's just something that comes for free with marriage, I guess. That's, yeah. So that's, that's, and that's, the that's inheritance, a bottom right. And the power of eternity, and, and yeah, tax, and all, all that all stuff is stuff. wrapped up into that whole yeah. marriage contract. But that's also independently attainable. Yes, it is. So that's just bottom line arguing for Yeah, this but it's extra thing. effort, yeah. and you would have to, so this is a, like he said, marriage is a, catch-all obligation to anything that you have i get equal hands on so if you would write a contract you would have to like list 59 things yeah here's That's here's more, my power of attorney right. here's my inheritance yeah, and, every yeah. damn thing but right? those things are like standard legal documents right well, so well, like yeah that. nobody but that. i'm just saying that like right. it's not like this it is, is something attainable that, but it is more effort than a marriage contract. well also Buying a house, which I'm in the process of doing, is a lot of effort. You sign a fucking stack of papers this big, and you literally hire multiple professionals to go through the stack of paper and make sure everything's right and make sure the house is right. There's a lot of effort put into buying a house, 
and it um is a lesser commitment than marriages. No, and, and if, if the marriage effort is not because of the value of the house, the effort is because you either have some kind of loan with it. Did you mm-hmm. did you bring a stack of gold and say this is the title? <laughs> give me the title. No, 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 no. So the, you don't know the other person. You're meeting them temporarily. Mm-hmm. There's risk involved. There's mm-hmm. loan involved. There's other people doing other things for you. That's why the paper. That has nothing to do with the value of the damn house. No, no, no. It doesn't. But uh, so, buying house is a big deal, and marriage should be as big a deal. No, but using that analogy, if you say the stack of paper does not have relationship to the value of the asset, then using the stack of paper as a negative on what the other asset that I call marriage doesn't make a difference. I'm not trying to compare the value of the two things. I'm trying to say that uh, people will go through this process of doing all this legal stuff for something like a house. There's no reason they couldn't go through that same process once per lifetime in theory, or maybe two or three times per lifetime for a similarly right, important a long-term thing. commitment. I, but you also said that you want to- outsource my love to Stephen to say, I want Stephen to guarantee my love. Therefore, I provide Stephen with, I don't know, affection every month at this rate. <laughs> Isn't I mean, that you could. What the I'd be open to that. <laughs> yeah, I could, um, but, but I'm just saying. Uh, but you did say you wanted marriage to have more friction getting in. Yes. And so, like, maybe having to read a bunch of paperwork. Yes. So, or just improve the damn piece of paper. Or so, educate, tort law education, contract law education. There's uh, a bunch of people working on uh, automatic... Uh, constitutionality validation of contracts that would kill 90% of end user license agreements that would kill 90% of terms of service agreements so that is a general bigger thing that has nothing to do with marriage is my point that would be cool oh yeah <laughs> people are working on it and and people are trying to stop them with a bunch of effort but yeah but that's a bigger issue which is not limited to marriage is my point you should send me links after this is over that sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah just google uh, robo lawyer or like google any contract validation efforts there's something called constitute i think or some constitute plus verb kind of word uh that is looking at constitution validation on law and uh there's this bunch of stuff uh judicata open case text or some ridiculous shit that is uh, uh maximizing effort on contract reading abilities we have gone on for about an hour and a half, so we should wrap up soon-ish. Do you guys have more things you want to say? <laughs> um, I'm curious if you guys know more about common law marriage than I do, if I'm already married or not. Six more months? Have you filed taxes together? No. Okay, that is actually a really big deal. Uh, filing Once you have filed taxes together, that is kind of a hard point to go back from. So if you haven't filed taxes together, you're closer to the safe side. Uh, have you signed contracts together? Leases. Yeah, I guess it's, it's but give him the at term. least isn't as bad because roommates, you know. No, no, no but give him the term. You have to commingle funds. <laughs> do you, I mean commingle? Do you keep separate bank accounts? Yes. Okay, that that helps. Uh, separate. Are you saying that there's no like black and white line no. that between being common no, law? There's, there's really not a black and white line. line. That's, so that's, a, that's really weird. There, yes. there, well, okay, there is one black and white line. If you introduce yourself as husband and wife or refer to yourself as husband and wife, then that is very strong evidence that you are common law married. 
And if you file taxes together, especially if one ha- your one is claiming the other as an depend- a dependent, that is also very strong indication that you are uh, common law. Consider yourselves common law married or whatever the fuck. So those are two really big ones. We don't introduce ourselves as married, but like our leasing office thinks we are, or at least some of them do, and they say your wife was here this so morning or something. Testify, that's a problem. If they testify if, against if you, if they say uh, I had a friend who was dating someone long term, and whenever someone said your wife or you know or something like that, they would quick, instantly correct them, not my wife. Because uh, if if you let people get away with that, with calling you guys a married couple, eventually it becomes true. It's it's like magic that way. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. So this, no. the, so this is a contract that I can not even get the get the abridged version that just says you're married now. I can I can I can enter that without even getting the shitty version yes. of the contract. That with that's that's weird. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's beyond ridiculous. So. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. Other than that's that's sort of confusing. I why would why would that be the case? Okay, so we've made we've made I think we've made sense historically why marriage is the way it is now. Mm-hmm. Why is why would common law marriage be a thing like that? Because um, scummy men should not be allowed to take advantage of women and you know use their womanly resources without having to pay for it. There you go. So this was basically another antiquated thing to like where yeah. you can't just have somebody around and then not so. This was this was to protect people from dodging the penalty of abandoning their spouse yes. by saying you don't have to beat their spouse to, to be penalized for abandoning right. abandoning yes. them. If you have used up her most valuable reproductive years and then left her afterwards, then it doesn't matter if you literally married her. You basically married her. You used up her reproductive potential, and now you have to pay for it. Weird. Yeah. Oh, what a yeah. weird way to think about a person. Uh-huh. That does sound pretty dehumanizing. Uh it also brings in the question of like infertile couples or whatever, but that's another yeah. topic for another day. Yeah, maybe. but again, but again, outlier. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, fair Go enough. Fertile couples are just treated as fertile couples. Yeah, for simplicity's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Eesh. Yeah. But any reading of the law will dehumanize people like that. Well, and that you sort of want that, you know, to some extent. Like yeah. you want it to be abstract enough to apply to everybody. Yeah. Um, but you. It is weird to think of a person like, you know, a woman's most valuable resources is her fertile years. Mm. If that's the way the state views a woman, that's sort of unsettling. Um, <laughs> at least a state views a woman in the context of some contracts, maybe not all of them. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe the other way. To, that's, yeah. It's get, fucked up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so again, I'm it's not the only one. prevention. It's all of the things we just talked about. So, okay. The last thing I'm curious about. If uh, if you're going through a divorce and you're or rather you're divorced and you're paying alimony for the next decade because whatever, mm-hmm. um, and then you work hard the rest of your life because you want to you know go back to being able to afford like you know not having to live with two roommates and stuff. You want your center living to be like what it was when you were married or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you work hard, you make more money, etc. Um, why does your alimony go up, or does it always? It, it's 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 a remnant of the. Uh, the whole mm, losing your individual right. So that's not dissolved when the marriage is dissolved? No. No, 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 no. no. That lingers for quite a while. You're stuck with the zombie uh, personhood for... In Colorado, it's for half as long as the marriage was. So if you were married for 10 years, then this continues for another five years after the divorce. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, because, I mean, so the, the case can... I can understand and swallow the pill for, like, I want to live like I lived when I was married. And, you know, especially if I'm, now I'm 50 and I don't have any skills because I've been married since I was 19. I don't want to have to go back to college or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't make sense to me. Like, you know, then, okay, cool. Well, you just got an inheritance. I want some of that now, too. Mm-hmm. It's I guess it is the, like, 
the loss that you got from not being in the marriage, right? Yes. But okay, that's if, so. There's no, there's no steel man version of that strong enough to knock any sense into me. Is what I'm hearing. No. Okay. <laughs> or to knock its its no, argument what, into me. I I could make one ridiculous argument saying what would what would you set the level at? Any level you set it at, other zero. than zero, oh, right? Well, other than zero, any level would be the same thing. We're just arguing on. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would. I mean, to me, it makes intuitive sense to say, okay, we've granted we're going to maintain your style of living. Um, Why? But what the hell is this maintain style of living bullshit? Well, that's that's the whole point of the yeah. whole alimony thing, right? So I'm I'm saying if we buy that, which yeah. we already have, it doesn't make sense to me why your standard of living goes up if mine does. Other than like you said, this weird zombie yeah. artifact of the marriage. So that's yeah. it. That's it, and that's it, and that's not compelling to me. Neither neither is the is the predicate case, but I can I can at least grant that for the sake of trying to make the other one make sense. But that's a whole other weird leap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Now that everybody's significantly down, what's going on? <laughs> well, I got my rant out. Um, we are after this. I'm sure going to get a bunch of email to, um, explaining other sides of it, which I look forward to, and I thank my listeners because they are awesome, and we will read those on the air, especially since I'm sure some of our listeners are married. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know some of them. Yeah. So. Same. Um, that being said, uh, we have some listener mail, if you'd like to get into that. Uh, people correcting us, or, or at least weighing in on net neutrality in the same way that we talked about net neutrality last time. And oh, people let me in. get in on this, please. Yeah, that's, that's why, you know, I'm looking forward to marriage comments, too, because <laughs> the, the, I thought the neutrality things were interesting. So, for this episode, we want to thank our supporter, Tom Trzanski, for your support. We really appreciate it. I don't know what else to say other than thanks, and we notice, and it really counts, and... Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Okay. Uh, on to listener feedback. Um, again, cutting for time a little bit, but not without incident says, a tiered internet service Inyash was dismissing as fanatical actually happened in Portugal and the UK. And I'd like to say that I'm pretty sure I didn't dismiss it as fana- uh, or fantastical. I didn't dismiss it as fantastical because I was also aware of that, that uh uh, there are nations that have net neutrality laws in play and still do have tiered internet. Uh, what I said was that that is okay. <laughs> that uh, I kind of expect that sort of thing. Um, that you would get packages where you pay less for certain things because that's how a lot of things work. If you buy them in in bundles, you get discounts. Um, the 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 well, I'm going to continue reading this and then wrap up my reply to that in with the other stuff. When I say that's okay, I have a reason for saying that as not just because I want people to get screwed to have to pay an extra five bucks to access Facebook. Um, now with that, it since it continues, the origin of the common carrier designation wasn't some hypothetical scenario. About 10 years ago, Comcast was found to be blocking some peer-to-peer traffic, and by some, I mean BitTorrent, which the FCC tried to stop. This seems clearly pro-consumer, and I don't know how big internet content, content companies, Google, Facebook, etc., benefited at this point. Um, I want to say that depends on how you define pro-consumer. Like, if you mean the people who are BitTorrenting stuff, then yes, they have gotten to use tons of bandwidth for their $60 a month or whatever. But there's also lots of consumers that don't send up and down multiple terabytes every month, you know? I am one of those low... Um, low usage people i mean my my biggest content transfer every month is the uploading of this episode uh to our web server and 
aside from that, I just don't use too much of the internet. I watch a little bit of Netflix every week, um, but my uses are fairly low demand. And so the I am one of these consumers too, and my internet experience is being negatively impacted by the people who are clogging up the tubes with, with their rampant um, sharing of everything. I'm just going to use the term sharing because it's neutral, right? <laughs> <laughs> with their rampant sharing of everything, and it is... It is sort of a free rider problem. We're all paying $60 a month for our internet, but there's some people who are just nonstop streaming everything and putting through tons of data. And there's other people who use much less. And I am old enough to remember a time when the AOL minutes, free minutes per month actually mattered because, uh, the bandwidth infrastructure was not built out then like it is yet. This was before the big dot-com crash when everyone went crazy building out the internet and you had to fight over bandwidth and you literally paid per minute to access the internet because there just wasn't enough for everyone that wanted it. And now there is, and that's great, but we're slowly getting to that point where we're going to be bumping up against those limits soon. And in my opinion, I don't think it's necessarily that bad a thing that the people who use tons of data would pay more for that than the people who use less. I, I know that people who use tons of water pay more than people who use less water. And one of the reasons is just because you're using more, right? So if the BitTorrenters, yeah, the pro-consumer, as in everyone can use BitTorrent if they want to, but it's anti-consumer for the people who use less traffic. Anyways, he says, the FCC was forced to create a new set of rules. Sorry. They say, the FCC was forced to create a new set of rules uh, to enforce these consumer protections, but after losing a court case, the FCC was essentially left with no option but to declare ISPs common carriers in order to, to fulfill their mission of consumer protection. Um, so, yeah, I, I had a bit of a bit of argument on the consumer protection part. In in some cases, that is protection of consumers, but in others, less. But do you guys have anything to add before I read on? Go to the second part of yes, his reply. Yes, I think the, I I think I this is my understanding, so it's definitely flawed. But uh, I think what the presenter wants to say has it. He has in, articulated it badly. The price of a monthly subscription has nothing to do with. All right, let me let me say it this way. ISPs uh, get charged based on differential usage, right? Uh, or differential traffic usage, right? If I have, if if I'm the owner of the wire and I'm the owner of the box, I only pay for for what more I use than what I give you, the owner of the other box. So there is a reason to say that if the guy owning the box is only paying differential, the person receiving the data should also be only paying differential. So that's a point. That's a point towards uh, taking it out of your way, right? Right. The pro-consumer point of it is the free rider problem of BitTorrent 1. Second point is, what was the point again? Um, that. Oh, yeah. Bundling, unbundling. Okay. My point oh, was yeah. this. Bundling and unbundling. The $60 bit, pro-consumer or anti-consumer, the only way that people can make money in business is either bundle stuff or unbundle stuff, right? So we got to 60 by bundling all of the aerial minutes you talked about. And because we are so bundled that the 60 provides more value to you or to the 
most common free rider, then more than that 60, there is a, there is a effort to unbundle that 60 back to a different thing. Now this pendulum will go back and forth either way and we will settle at the extremes. But to say that X is pro user just by default is a bit of overreach in my, in my estimation. Uh, now with that incident continues saying, looking at Tyler Cohen's piece, he seems to be coming at it completely backwards. The first three points are all about the economic advantages or disadvantages of net neutrality. I don't care about those things basically at all. I care about the internet service I can buy and how it operates. It in, it's in no way obvious that economic growth is good for my experience on the internet. The dot-com crash was even discussed on the episode as a good thing for the internet from a consumer perspective, and I totally agree. I don't necessarily know how to respond to that because, I mean... But saying economics doesn't affect my choice is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yeah. it might be like In someone the, saying, hey, look, you know, we're going to uh, open a bunch of toll roads that mm. will have less traffic. Um, mm, let me... I don't want to budget the... I don't want to come at this from the wrong angle. I guess maybe it's like, as long as it doesn't affect my commute to work, I don't care what they're doing to the roads. Might be, the, you know, might be their only concern kind of thing, right? So like, no, yeah, your taxes go up, right? Well, how are they building it? They are asking you for money. But he, but he's talking about specifically like the the economic things outside of his day to day, tra excuse me, their day to day traffic on the right. web. And so if that's their only concern, I can sort of see like again, if my only concern about the roads is how long it took me to get to work, right? If if I cared little bit nothing else, then I can see where they're coming from. Is that? Right. You guys are reading of that point as well? Yeah, I yeah. think, what, I, I think that's of, what they're trying to say. Yeah, I think of it more of like a, a sort of free trade sort of thing where a lot of people will say, look, I know all the economists say that free trade is good for the economy and grows the economy, but I don't care. My personal experience in life is worse. I have, I've lost my job and people I can't understand are moving to my neighborhood and therefore uh, I am against free trade. No, no, no. There's a great point against this. Uh, Pia Mulaney, who runs... Oh, fuck me. I forget what she runs, but she runs an economic think tank. She's very economically minded. Uh, the Schumpeter argument of creative destruction doesn't take into account society's feelings. It's a unitary, it's a one axis thing of productivity as though we value productivity in one axis. Mm -hmm. So it's the misunderstanding of that. So I, I kind of see his point, but I also don't know how to argue against that aside from saying that I do kind of think economic growth is important too. It's it's hard because there there are other things to balance it off against as well. I just think that in this case, the net neutrality wasn't a strong enough strong enough prod to make me be on its side. I would also say that like I'm not convinced from my understanding against, of, of of everything about net, from my vague and wrong or my vague and incomplete understanding of net neutrality conversation that this is good for the good for the economy as a whole. This is good for the ISP monopolies or the ISP most mostly monopolies, right? right? Mm -hmm. So this isn't good for anybody who isn't like an exec at Comcast. No, no, right? no. It's good for anybody that's okay with paying sixty bucks and not. Well, it's bad for anybody that's okay with paying sixty bucks and not worrying about a thing. Who you pay the sixty bucks to is the issue what we're talking about, and how much are you paying them? Right, but I guess like you if know, service is guaranteed. Then what you're saying is right. I'm saying service is not guaranteed. In light of the, uh, in light of running up against the the limits of our current limits, infrastructure, yeah. 
Are we anywhere near those limits? No. Is that something we talked about? We're getting close. We're not quite there yet. We're not there but yet. But we're also laying down new 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 court and stuff, right? This isn't yeah, like but not at the rate that we're using it. And I actually I think this is one of the advantage of one of the arguments for the economic growth part is that economic growth is what gives you new fiber and, or new Wi-Fi or new other things that expand. Right, but the issue is economic growth of whom and who gets the new fiber. And who gets to decide whether or not you get new there fiber? Because like, because yeah. like, there's they're yeah, they're Kansas working. They're, they're lobbying Google fiber. They're lobbying well, for laws to keep new ISPs from entering the market. Like Fort Collins wanted to lay down. Fort Collins yeah. is the city north of us where I grew up. They wanted to lay down fiber, and this was a legal battle for months. And it's yeah. like the city can't do what it wants because the ISPs say no. Right. That's and exactly so, the sort of bullshit that I am vehemently against. That this is why I dislike regulation because that is an aspect of regulation. Whoa, it's not whoa. like. It's not like an ISP could come in and say you are not allowed to lay fiber. They pull in the state. No, but the issue is when you say it's a Title II, you have to give power to the state to then go do it. Mm -hmm. The issue is they're not going to do it. Who's not going to do what? The state. When you say Title II, you also have to guarantee. You you cannot just say this is a utility and and regulate it that way. You also have to say if it was water, you you wouldn't build... A, a condominium without access to water, gas, and shit. Yeah. So if it's Title II, the city would have to be forced to build. Right. No, but what I what I'm saying is that, and Longmont also has. Is, does Longmont have Google Fiber or is that uh, City Fiber? They have Fiber or something. They, they they're pulling no, down 100 Google. gigs a second. City, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are the sorts of things I would love to see: is communities putting in fiber for themselves and being, you know, another option uh to to compete with these isps and having this sort of strict regulation is what prevents that sort of thing but is that the only thing i think the cost of entry yeah, the cost of entry point. is high i get your point right regulation yeah. helps the incumbents not the new people yes I get that the point. isps couldn't have sued the city of fort collins right. if there wasn't already regulations that would allow them to do right. that but the issue is neither neither one is going to do the capital expenditure so did revoking net neutrality on the fort or did did the the conversation slash vote on the 14th, did that give more power to the ISPs or less? <laughs> I have this pat answer. I, I think you're going to like it. It just changed the the lobbyist's calling card from the FCC to the FTC. <laughs> sure. It, That's uh, all it did. <laughs> but it... Um, uh, it, it seems like it's a step in giving the ISPs more power. That's how that's how it's perceived by the public. In my in my understanding of the five people yes. I know. Okay. Yes. So is that accurate? Yes. Do they have more power because... The yes, but it also removes some of the um, hurdles for other people getting into the market, and just in general, I would like to see l- more less hurdles. I I would too, but, but I'm wondering if this actually right? did that. take the hurdle away and then incent people to do the thing. Yeah, yeah. So it has to be both sides. Which I mean that that's one of the reasons I'm on net against regulation and tend to have a bit more trust in economists who also are like okay i admit i really like tyler cohen so (laughs) maybe there is a bit of like worshipfulness not worshipfulness but you know cult of personality you cult thank you it's a bit of cult of cult personality there where when he comes out against this i'm like okay i'm already against regulation for the most part and he is saying this and so i think i think he probably has a good point and these are the other things i've read about it and so i think that I'm I'm going to go with that. Uh, I don't. It, it does give the ISPs more power in some ways, but it's not more power to shut down the building of new fiber. Okay, that's what I was curious about. So I think I think someone might make the case that like, well, now we're gonna you know we're opening the door to handing them more. They're gonna want more now, you know, mm-hmm. and 
people are worried about that slippery slope. Well, um, not with that incident. In his last point, in, in their last point, makes an interesting uh, argument to exactly what you were saying, saying uh, Cowan touts competition as the important factor in getting ISPs to behave well. But once tier numb... But once Tier 1 and the big name Tier 3 networks are synonymous, discussions about whether the last mile of fiber is a natural monopoly won't matter because you won't be able to get to some parts of the internet without first going through Centurizen cast. Yes, (laughs) I like this. This is potentially about not being able to engage in entire classes of activity at the whim of your ISP. Or build out your own mesh network. Or what? Build out your own mesh network. I... I mean, I, I can see if there was one massive conglomeration once they all joined into one big company. But who's stopping the vertical mergers? People are stopping horizontal mergers, not vertical mergers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so. and I think, yes, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to get into discussion about whether monopoly busting is a good thing because I still have strong intuitions that it is, but those come from high school econ classes and I haven't looked into whether... Right. That's still the case. Right. Uh, I do really want to point out one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, Ben Thompson, went uh, Wisconsin grad, lives in Taiwan, does a great blog about media and tech. He has this, uh, he has a good analysis from his viewpoint uh, on his blog, Stratechery. It's a good piece to read. I think the cost of laying down all new, you know, fiber across the entire nation is what is stopping a lot of people from doing that. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be entire nation how do you get water to people yeah same fucking thing i can i can dig a water line without an issue but to dig the same line and run a fiber through it i have to call 15 people do you i think wouldn't it be okay uh googleplex byte says net neutrality has become an issue because people aren't charging directly for data usage Uh, yeah this is why isps want to shift those charges onto content delivery networks also yes well well among other reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the solution is a currency with zero transaction costs. All the internet's oh, issues vanish with the mass adoption of cryptocurrency. <laughs> um, I, I just, I disagree at that, on on that. All this crypto bullshit is creeping into every conversation that I have. I is mean, it? No. Okay. No. I, I mean, I don't, I, I, first of all, cryptocurrencies don't have zero transaction costs. But you can make one. The issue is the crypto community is up right now a bunch of anarchist devs who want decentralization as a goal where the users don't. So whatever solution they come up with is going to have transaction costs that the centralized faster system will not. Okay. So it's just tacking on cryptocurrency to anything doesn't naturally make it yeah. better. And at least all the cryptocurrencies I'm familiar with do have a transaction cost because you need to run the blockchain somehow yeah electricity costs at the very least right right yeah and and none of them are usable as a currency partly because they are so unstable their value changes rapidly no but i can fuck with that there's a lot of price manipulation goes on so yeah yeah and also because the transactions take a while you gotta wait sometimes a long time. Right, because they're not optimizing for speed. They're not optimizing for other things. They're optimizing for trustlessness. They're optimizing for immutableness. When you're optimizing for that, having a streaming type system on top of it makes zero sense. I am not equipped to understand this last paragraph of that. Okay. It's, it's, the, it's the rest of, of Googleplex Byte's comment on this. Okay. Which says, 
Also, something that no one seems to be discussing on either side is that net neutrality is part and parcel of common carrier status. Without it, ISPs would be responsible for all the illegal content it facilitates. That entails mass censorship if ISPs like not being sued. I mean, that depends on how the law is implemented. Right, but even at the current implementation, it doesn't say that because you're a... Net neutrality doesn't have to mean common carrier. Common carrier doesn't have to mean... Uh, they're they're liable for whatever content they own or whatever content is on their wires, right? Right. And we... But general adoption, this is my point with marriage and how it's been adapted with the state. I think that's the same issue. General adoption, people think net neutrality equals uh, common carrier equals... Uh, no liability. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, eh. And we could always have the no liability as a separate rule. We, yeah. Without all the other stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's everything that I had about the net neutrality stuff. So I that, That's all I could find about that as well. Okay, I, I have backed off a little on my stance. I don't, I still am generally um, in favor of easing up. But define easing up. Easing up means what? Uh, easing up means pulling back on the 2015 net neutrality regulations. Going. Why? Given the po- current political atmosphere, given the current power dynamic... It make it makes rational sense for a an arbiter to say, I need minimum access to be minimal yet free, free not monetarily, free from uh, content. Okay, okay. Things, you know what I mean. How minimal do you define that's minimal? The is the problem. That's yeah. the question. Because you can get dial up. Right. That's <laughs> the question. So if that would be a great hack, if everybody said Comcast. D is everybody gets dial-up for free, or ev- dial-up is the common minimum internet, mm-hmm. and everything else you have to pay for. That would also satisfy previous laws and current laws, but you know, it would also ridiculous. make a lot of the first world internet unusable. There you go. That's yeah. a ridiculous. So, finally, a different comment, but still from Googleplex Byte, uh, which is not related to net neutrality, says risk compensation means immortals would be adrenaline junkies, not depressed hole dwellers. The biggest risk takers are young people who still haven't grappled the notion that they are aging and will die one day. With immortality, everyone would be death-blind risk junkies. I think that's a I think that's a pro immortality argument, and I'm kind of (laughs) I'm kind of behind it. Nice. I mean, it it makes sense. Yeah, like if I'm not worried about dying, I'd be doing a lot more stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You'd be out like you know playing cops and robbers with actual guns. Sure, (laughs) with your friends. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. immortality. I think we got this already, but let's not belabor the point. But immortality doesn't preclude your sense of suffering well right and that'll that'll stop you from doing i'm assuming once we've gotten to the point of literal immortality then you could turn on Eh. and off pain sensors as you wanted but then why are we still human (laughs) right i would drop a black mirror reference but i don't want to spoil it for inyash so um, (laughs) we can talk later yeah well we'll do it i also Uh, don't think it's necessarily the the only reason young people are such big risk takers no they're also just stupid (laughs) exactly no no i I mean i mean that's a big thing i mean that not derisively like it just happens i i vaguely remember it's like what i imagine it would be like if uh if i if i ever knew what it was like to be a like a pet dog and then became a person i could look back and be like i could see how i was like that but i have no idea how that was actually happening yeah that's how i feel looking back on myself as a kid i did a lot of crazy shit that i would never do now because i value like not being hurt and being alive well and i also think that okay so i i was always aware of my mortality as far as i know and yet still took some more risks back in the day and i think 
I think this whole people, young people don't understand death thing is kind of fallacious bullshit. It's not that young people don't understand death. I think it's that young people have less to lose in general. Like health wise, when you're young, if you get injured, you can bounce back pretty damn quick. Maybe it took my first no, but like permanent stupidity. I I would say don't discount stupidity. You're my, for, go ahead. I was gonna say I think you're right. Like I I, I can spend stupidity a different way too. But I think it might have taken my first permanent injury for me to like slow down and stop doing stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then you realize like oh things do have consequences. Right. So it, that that's what I mean kind of by being stupid is that by you might know like on paper yes I used to have a grandparent now I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have that actually sink in on a level that you really you know the difference between knowledge and wisdom maybe mm-hmm. right. Well, maybe, maybe they have the knowledge they're just they're not wise. Yeah. Is that too or pedantic? Or applied theoretical. I know in theory that I can die. No, I just that think doesn't stop me from. I take less risks, le- less risks now physically because I know that if I hurt myself, it's m- much harder to bounce back from it than it used to be, and because it it uh might actually be permanent at this point. I might right. you know fucking have a shitty ankle for the rest of my life if I fuck up my ankle at this point, and that would be much less likely to be the case right, back but in take, the day. Take it from physical to intellectual or financial or anything else. Well, I mean, th- that was the other point. I also had nothing to lose when I was a kid. I was like, when I was in high school, I was literally one of those burn it all down revolutionaries. I was like, I <laughs> I did want to see the world burn because it was so fucked and I had nothing to lose, right? No, 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 no. And nowadays okay, I'm like, anything. well, shit, I have a house and a car and a, some, you know, savings and I have, I have a really good reason not to burn the whole thing down. Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's just, I think one of the problems is that young people got nothing to lose and everything to gain, so why not? Yeah. Whereas older, you you have a lot of shit that you but don't you want didn't to lose, know you had it, have risk aversion. If you didn't know you had it, you had the shit, but you didn't know you had it, or didn't care that you have it. I I mean, I would still take less physical risks because of my health, but right. I wouldn't... But if you, you know, didn't care, yeah, you didn't I, care. I, I would take more, do more there risky behavior. I think that yeah. that's the... So if you take 90%, it's the Arnold Schwarzenegger creatine bit, right? <laughs> I, I don't know what the what. Oh, you don't... So somebody asked Arnold about, did he take creatine or whatever? And, and he said, creatine is not anything. If you can if you can lift 1,000 pounds without creatine, on creatine, you can lift 1,020. Okay. So uh, having more to lose is 1,000 pounds. Not reasoning yourself into knowing that you have or caring that you have is the next 20 pounds. Okay. Just a side comment, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger as a person. Yeah. He seems to me super wholesome and awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Seven-time Mr. Olympia, man. Damn. I don't know. He also just like randomly shows up on Reddit threads. Mm. And he does? I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like, on especially on bodybuilding websites, which I don't see, but I see on Best Of once in a while. I'm clearly not a bodybuilder. Um, man, you're looking ripped. But <laughs> uh, there was one that was like, it was on some, I don't know, what was something from your childhood or whatever. And someone talked about like how they were abused at home and uh-huh. they had saw like the movie, uh, Matilda and it kind of reminded them of that. <laughs> uh-huh. And they were, they were talking to somebody on a ski lift. Like they, they, uh-huh. they were just like, they finally broke down to a stranger and that stranger happened to be Danny DeVito in a ski mask. Oh. And, and the guy was, you know, before, so as he's writing this comment at the end, he's like, I just wish I could tell him. And Danny apparently told him like, you know, it's going to be okay. You're it, you know, right. he, he consulted him, turned him, turned him around as a person. Right. He's like, I wish I could, tell Danny that he changed my life. And Arnold jumps in. He's like, hey, Danny's an awesome guy. I'll let him know you said this. Awesome. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> Arnold's 2020. Um, oh, The Rock 2020. <laughs> yeah. I, that's actually, there was something, fun, as long as we're talking Reddit stuff, there was a, you know, what do we expect to happen in the next, uh, you know, 2018? Uh-huh. And I think it's going to be celebrities running for office. Mm-hmm. Um, in Not more than they did last year. Past, dude. You what? 
not that many celebrities with clean pasts. Like it, you have to, you have to have the right amount of ego and then the right amount of, I don't know, to not have shame about things you did. I'd vote for The Rock. I would definitely vote for The Rock. I'd vote for The Rock. Terry <laughs> Crews, whoever, really, really anybody. <laughs> which, which brings me to, I think, to my closing point about the net neutrality thing. I can't remember if I said this on the air or not last time, but you had said that you're generally against regulation and uh, I don't know how to square that with the fact that I, I, I can see the argument being against regulation in many cases. In some cases, I think that there should be minimum things that are enforced. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't sell drinking water to a place that has no other access to drinking water if it's garbage. Right. Um, that sort you shouldn't of thing. be allowed to keep your 1950s car that spews leaded gas into the air on the roads. Why sure. that much? You're not allowed. I mean, you shouldn't be allowed to sell, as, like you say, the raw water. Mm-hmm. You guys heard of this? No. no. Okay. There's this um, guy who used to work for one of the big CPG companies, had a company called Juicero, which crashed and burned with the mm-hmm. squeezable packs. Mm-hmm. His next venture is raw water, water filled with microbes and organic shit. Yeah, and, awesome. and people are di- people are getting sick. Yeah. <sighs> and he's selling for 50, 50 bucks a bottle. Jesus. I mean, I, I think about this every time I hear a story like this, that if I was an asshole, that would like put life on easy mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you had no moral compunctions about hurting people, you could get by so easily. Because it's like, oh no, company went bankrupt, whatever, on to the next fuck you adventure, right? So I think the point where we disagree with you is that setting that minimum is a political thing and people justify that minimum to be way over what it should be which works out to the smaller guy's advantage but when when you're big you can figure out a hack sure so and you know obviously the minimum for the small person isn't going to be enough for the yeah for the big guy yeah yeah, you know whatever enterprise level but yes well so i can see the argument against regulation i'm also not i also have a you have a strong distrust of regulation and I think we both have a strong distrust of anything the current administration wants right now, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to square those two things. Uh, I mean, regulation From, is... Yeah, I mean, regulation. Line, you want different things than, the, than whoever you disagree with. Re- regulation is a function of the government. So the more you distrust government, the less regulation you'd want anyway, right? But what am I going to trust the government like they right just, now to take away the right, reg, the right regulations? Why, oh, is I mean, that, why is that okay with the previous regulations? They just instated regula- reinstated regulations on certain drugs again. Jeff Sessions being like, let's go after marijuana again. Right, right, right. But yeah, it's like he's talking about it, but didn't do it yet. So I meant it somewhat, somewhat, somewhat more as a tongue in cheek thing that like, I, Oh, why would you trust the government to deregulate at this point? Well, no, why would you trust the government to do anything in your interests right now? Oh, well, yeah, I I think getting rid of regulation, uh, you're right because they would get rid of the regulations that are keeping their friends from being even richer. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) If anything, that's a, to me, vaguely compelling point in the fact that this is probably not a good thing down the road, and this is never designed to be a good thing for the consumer down the road. Okay, because it was done under the current administration. Well, <laughs> to, to the extent that it doesn't sound like an like a vacant statement, kind of. Yeah. No, I I understand. <laughs> okay, but we gotta we'll go because we'll we are out. way over right now, and I'm gonna see if I can maybe cut a few minutes so Kyle isn't fucked as bad. Anyways, uh, thank you to Kyle as always for making us awesome and for dealing with all our stupid bullshit for hours on yes. end. I do want to say really quick that our next episode we're going to have Brian Dunning from the Skeptoid Podcast back on. He's gonna be talking about his new film. I think it's it's free online, and uh, there's a short podcast episode that covers the same points called The Principles of Curiosity. So you can go to Skeptoid, find the 12-minute episode on, the, on Principles of Curiosity, or go to principlesofcuriosity.com and watch the documentary if you want to follow the conversation a bit. But it's not very complicated. So Is that this Sunday or next Sunday we're doing that? This Sunday, I think. Fuck. Okay, good. I'm glad you reminded me. 
Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> Want to throw that out there so people could get a head start if they wanted to. Yes. All, All right. right. Good. Yep. Well, thanks again to Kyle and thanks to Naveen for coming back on. Uh, yeah. No you. problem, dudes. And sorry for the uh, bad marketing of my position. No, yeah, this was a good, this, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was good. You were awesome. And yeah. sorry for not being more clear when no, I asked. No, no, for- <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, but I did want to plug one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the project that I mentioned when I was here last time, Standard Meta, is now live. Ooh. And people are using it. So uh, tell us again quickly what it does. It's a self-regulation framework for crypto projects. So again, going back to our hatred of the government creating regulations, it's a self-regulation. It's a bottom-up approach to what the SDC would do, but it's a self. It's a bottom-up approach to it. Awesome. And so where can people stand, find that? Standardmeta.com, or go to the GitHub repo at GitHub.com/standardmeta. Excellent, and we'll have a link as well. Awesome. Okay. Thanks. Bye.